What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 8 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, that's us. Let's go, let's go. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. We're sitting in for the guys, Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. 
great sports talk radio night, a great Monday night. How you doing, A.T.? Arnie, I am doing well. I'm fired up because uh, on Friday you teased that you uh, may have uh, had a, a Baywatch babe after you many years ago. You promised <laughs> the story. That's tonight. what you lead that's the all, show with? That's all I want to know. I don't care. Ohio State, Tiger, all on the back burner. I need to hear about single well, Arnie Spanier. I can't we start the show with that. I'll, I'll give you no, – I'll give I'm you, gi- you can, I'm giving the audience I'll tell you one. Know. I'll tell you one of three stories later on in the show. You could either hear about how Donna DiErico tried to pick me up in Las Vegas. That's the one I want. You could hear about how Ben Ben Maller and I were in a hot tub in Indianapolis with four topless women. No. I I want Donna. You don't want that one? I want. Listen. We could take a vote, but how do you not? How do you pass on that one? I just feel like Indianapolis, I don't know, like if you, if you said, uh, you know, Cancun or something, it'd feel different. <laughs> Indianapolis, Indianapolis like, I, uh, I don't know. Plus, if plus, it was Pittsburgh. What? Yeah, if it was Pittsburgh, I'd be out. Like, uh, there's probably Primanti rappers all over the place, and I, I want nothing to do with that story. Donna, come on, Donna D'Arco. Yeah, Baywatch, well, come it's on. It's called teasing. I know, that's it's called teasing. That's, that's why I bring it up. I put it out on the radio now. Yeah. First of all, like LeVar yeah. Ball, I'm Speaking it into existence—that's yes. one. But two, I'm letting—I'm—I'm I'm letting the audience know so that they're not going to let you off the hook. They want to hear the story. I want to hear the story. But I'm the only one that can kind of nudge you so that you have no choice, kind of wow. corner you to force you to tell I, it later in the first show. First of all, Robert Guerrero, who I've been working with for like a hundred years, have, have you heard the the Donna Diarico story or the? Um, uh, the Ben Maller for the hot tub story. Well, I've heard the Ben Maller story like nine times. Wow. I've not heard the other one. See, wow. And that's the thing is, I'm yeah. not going to lie, there there was a little uh, Twitter uh, buzz that maybe yeah. the Ben Maller hot tub story doesn't quite live up to the hype. That's all I'm saying. Wow. You're crushing me on that. Uh, all my stories live up to the hype. What's wrong with you? Uh, I went Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, well, look, I can't pick where it's at. It. Sure, I would have liked it to have it in Vegas, but, well, you know, not everything not everything takes place in Vegas. Anyway, he's Aaron Torres. Put me on the spot. I'm Artie Spanier. The guys with the night off, they're filling in. I think they fill in the other 21 hours, Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. So they'll be back tomorrow. Do not worry. Um, I fired you, Aaron Torres, on Saturday when we were doing the show because you let off or you started talking about golf and Tiger. Yes, uh, you sure did. Yeah. Well, and who, who would have thunk it now? Tiger's the big story. You know, it's crazy. Uh, and I, I heard about the ratings up 69%, 70% from last year. Could you imagine if I if I was like – if I was the commissioner of the NFL and I made the owners 70% more money on top of what they're making right now, or if I brought up the ratings 70% or anything I did went up 70%. Oh my goodness. I mean, the game of golf is not the game of golf. It's, it's tiger. That's, that's what this is all about. And that's a casual person like me, maybe even sub casual. Only reason I'm tuning in is, is because I see Tiger, maybe Phil, or something like that, Aaron. Yeah, I was going to say, I think our ratings on Saturday might go up 70% if you just yes. called out sick uh, at any given time. Oh, wow. No, I'm kidding. Yes. I'm kidding. No, I mean, I'm with you. And this is, by the way, why I brought it up the other day was because if you remember back to the British Open or the Open Championship, as they like yes. to call it. Yes. yes, we're proper on this show, yes. uh, are you? We go from uh, hot tubs to the Open Championship. We're always proper. But it was um, it was overnight Tiger got back in contention at the British Open now I'm talking about, and instantly everybody rushed to their TV. And so the point I made the other night was, can you believe 
it didn't even feel like there was a major championship because Tiger Woods was not in the conversation. Nobody was even talking about it. We were talking about preseason football. We were talking about Ohio State. We were talking about Maryland hadn't even really broken yet. And so the the PGA Championship wasn't in the conversation at all. And so to see it go from, I don't even think most of the sports world even realized that this championship was going on to ratings up 70%, nearly double what they were for the final round last year. It shows you that, as our buddy Colin Cowherd says, Tiger Woods doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. Yeah. That's a that's a colonism, but he is 100% correct. You know, Brooks Kepka, and I, I was listening to Gottlieb today filling in for Colin, and he said the name wrong a couple. He just, you know, just was he said Bruce and this and that. I I have to put up the story in front of me just to remember his name, and he won two majors, which he's won three. I, yeah, three. Well, in the, yeah, two in this yep. uh, what calendar year, and then yep. the third one. I can you imagine if Tiger. Would have done that. Golf would be like the third sport or something like that. Are we just too dependent on Tiger? Well, obviously we're too dependent on Tiger. Here's a guy that, as you said, won three majors, and I got to put up his name just to make sure I don't forget it. I don't know. Maybe there's something wrong with me. People forgetting his name and stuff like that, and and all we can do is talk about the guy that finished in second. Is there something wrong with us or what? No, I I think it's two things. One, I do think that that Tiger is such a superstar, and he is, I think, at his peak, was probably the greatest player of all time in uh, in a, a stretch of his career, maybe not for the totality of, of his career. So there's that element. I also think there's the element of the comeback. And I've been amazed over the course of really the last six months as we, uh, as Tiger has kind of put himself in contention at two straight majors, the way that everyone has rallied behind this guy. I mean, this guy was, I think a little bit maybe unfairly in hindsight, he was a public pariah. I mean, if you go back to some of the things that were written about him in 2009 yeah. in the midst of that scandal, the multiple affairs on his wife, obviously I, I, you know, I feel bad for Elon Norgren, his wife, his ex-wife. I don't want to make light of that, but, but the way that we treated him, the way that we spoke about him, to see it come full circle, to see everyone, I mean – can you? I I don't know what what your your social circle was like, but but just following on social media, just seeing the way people reacted, I don't think there was a single person, unless you had the last name Kepka, I guess, that was rooting for anyone other than Tiger yesterday. Yeah, you know, and all that's fine and dandy, but look at the date, August thirteenth. If the, or August twelfth is when this was all going on. If the date was Sunday. September twelfth or a Saturday, and we had college football going on and NFL going on. With that, even, yeah, it'd make Twitter noise, but it certainly wouldn't make 70% ratings up uh, go up. We'd still be tuned into the uh, to the, either the NFL games or college football. What are you watching? Michigan, Notre Dame, or Tiger Woods making a run uh, at, at 17 or 18? You tell me. Well, I, and I, I would ask you because I think that for well, a lot— I'm watching football. That, that, there there look, you go on that. That's easy. Well, I don't think that you—like yesterday, there really wasn't much else going on. You put on the TV, and you just sit down, and you watch, and you enjoy it. But I do think that, look, I, I think that if Tiger wins another major at some point, I'm sure we'll talk in a minute about whether we actually think he will or not. I think that is one of those landmark moments as a sports fan where everybody knows where they are, everybody knows what they were doing, who they were with, all that kind of stuff. And so I do think that even if it was in the midst of football season, and thankfully I don't think any of these majors go on during right. football well, season. Well, now, now it's like soccer. i got to wait eight months or something, like World Cup soccer. i got to wait eight months to see the next major. And so I don't think that I, – I, look, I think that we're flipping back and forth. I think that, that we're going from Giants-Cowboys to is Tiger Woods on the tee, all that stuff. 
But I do think that if Tiger Woods is in the midst, if he is is coming down the stretch, we might not watch all 18 holes. We might not leave the TV plugged into whatever channel that major is on. But I do disagree with you. I do think that even if it's if it's a if it's an NFL Sunday, we're at least flipping back and forth because of what I just said a minute ago. The fall of Tiger Woods from greatest player in the world to not winning a major for over a decade now. If he does come back and he do, and he is in that conversation on Sunday, I don't care what you're doing. You find a way to watch it. We will talk more golf now because Tiger finished second than we would have the whole year if he wasn't even playing. You understand that, don't you? You oh. you get that under right? You. Oh. A hundred percent. I tried to talk. I, I tried to casually reference golf for no. thirty seconds, and I no. got fired on the air by yeah, you. The I other had to day. fire you for well, not on a Saturday night though. But I, geez, I, I guess you would have been the trendsetter on that. It's it's just amazing how polarizing he is. I mean, he's but more polarizing than Michael Jordan. Is he polarizing at this point though? I feel like everybody's rooting for him. I feel like pol- polarizing to me. LeBron is polarizing. The the Warriors are polarizing. I don't feel like people are rooting against Tiger. Now, look. If oh, he, I would disagree on you that. You think so? That's the female fan base, I guess. I, I feel like it's water under the bridge. I don't feel like anybody's like that. I don't know. I don't feel like anybody's that fired up. I, maybe I just follow the wrong people on social media. But I, I, when I was watching social media yesterday, everybody's like, oh, my God. And, and by the way, there were a lot of people in that gallery that are female that were cheering really loud uh, when, when Tiger Woods. Oh, I totally agree. So, but you, it sounds yeah. like you disagree, though. No, you just no, no, no. I just, I just said a, a lot of female fan base probably not going to be happy with him because of what happened. But I totally agree with you. I, I look, I love Tiger. If, if Tiger's not involved, I'm not watching. I look. He had uh, obviously a problem as you mentioned in 2009, but that's not going to define him, at least not in my eyes. I, I find it hard to believe that. Oh wow, he's the first athlete ever to go ahead and step out on his wife. Not that I condone that, but. I mean, come on, we, we live in 2018. Let's not be knuckleheads about this, Aaron. Exactly, and I totally yeah. agree. And I think, and, and it's weird because I do think context matters, and I think 10 years ago something like that felt bigger than it actually is, and now we have real context of, and I'm not comparing, I hope people understand I'm not comparing them, but we have the Penn State scandal, the Baylor scandal, um, uh, Aaron Hernandez convicted of murder. All of a sudden, in the grand scheme of things, what Tiger did while it's, I feel terrible for his wife, but in the grand scheme of things, no laws were broken, no lives were lost. I don't know, like to me, I feel like that scandal in 2018 wouldn't even be as big as it was back then. Do you disagree? In 2009, you mean? Yeah, in 2000. Yeah. Do you feel like in 2018, if that scandal happens that even if Tiger's at the top of his game, do you feel like that scandal's as big oh. given everything else going on in sports? No, it's it's two days on Twitter and we move on. I agree. That, it's hashtag this, hashtag that, and, and then we move on from that one. Um, all right, coming up next, we're going to give you the latest on Ohio State and what's going on there. Uh, now we find out the latest on Zach Smith's DUI story, and I've got some things I want to get to Tom Herman, but when you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You can't do that. You want an efficient way to get that short list of qualified candidates. That's why you get Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up a screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on those qualified candidates using those intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. 
When we get back, we'll get to all those stories. Uh, he's uh, Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spann. You almost forgot your name. Sitting for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon right here on Fox Sports Radio. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier, in for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. Busy Monday, 13th day of August. Summer just flying on by for crying out loud. Aaron back in Los Angeles. I'm out in the Geico Fox Sports, what, Vermont, New York studios. I'm just happy you have electricity out there. We weren't. Oh, you act like I live among the Amish. Stop it. I thought you Stop lived it. amongst the wolves, to be honest. Yeah, both your de- decorum and also just your just where you're actually living. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a little wooden hut in my studio, and, uh, and nobody can get within 20 miles of me for crying out loud. And I I don't live that isolated, though. I do like being away from everybody in Los Angeles. I want you to know that it is good that I'm away from everybody. But not, people don't like me out there, and I don't like them. So it kind of works out that way. You, you know, know what I'm saying? I was going to say we have a new audience. Obviously, uh, we usually work Saturdays together. Why don't you regale them of the tales of you and Steve Kerr? You guys were best friends in high school. There, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of people probably don't know about you because you say Los Angeles. People don't know that you are an icon in this yeah. city. Pacific Palisades. You know, when I look up, somebody go ahead and Wikipedia Pacific Palisades Charter High School. It was just uh, Pacific Palisades High School at the time. I don't even know if I'm like one of the top most five famous people there now uh, that that has graduated. I mean, I might not even be top ten. I mean, Steve Kerr might not even be top three. How about that? Wow. I, yeah. Well, let's see here. We got, they got Well, we got Forrest Whitaker. He's got to be number one on the list, does he not? I don't know. Jeannie Buss, president and co-owner of the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, She's but pretty big time. She is big time. No, no offense, but Forrest? I mean, come on now. Forrest Whitaker? I'm, I'm looking. He's, he's down at the bottom Academy of the Academy Award winner? I mean, you're gonna, he does, he's not the most famous? I mean, Jeannie's probably number two, though... Um, What's his face? The guy that wore Star uh, wrote Star Wars is in there too somewhere. This so might his be number face? three. What's his face? Abrams or whatever. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we just... had a pretty. We had a pre- We had another act. We had all kind of actresses. Jay Schrader was our quarterback. He played for the Redskins and the Raiders. Okay. Remember him? I do remember him. Yeah. How about uh, Red Foo from LMFAO, the the group, the music yeah. group? How could I forget about that? I have that on my eight track on the way into the studio. Katie. I didn't know that. Katie Seagal married with children. I love that show. Yeah, well, that doesn't make top five, though. Is she more famous than me? I get, well, 100%. It's close. 100%. She's, she's on not some, top five, though. She's Steve on Kerr's some, ahead of her. She's on some show called Superior Donuts right now. You like that show? Is that one of your no, uh, I don't go-tos? know what that is. Yeah. So, look, I, you, you, we had one of those crazy high schools. You know what I mean? Kind of nutty out there. Yeah, we had literally no one famous. For, you could Zero, to, huh? Yeah, I mean, I think that I, I might be the most prominent person, and uh, I'm not even on the Wikipedia page yet. So. Wow. But you're not on the Wikipedia page either, so Wikipedia's got to get their stuff together, I think. Do they have me listed as, as one of the big alumni for the school? Is my name on there? Let's see. That? We got Jeff Better be on there. Jeff Schwartz, who's a regular contributor here at Fox oh, Sports Radio. Jeff Schwartz went to high school with me? Not with you. I mean, you might have gone to high school with his grandpa if he was there. Wow, uh, at the gosh, same time. did you have to do that? I'm just, you... I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get to the S's. Amy Smart, I feel like I've heard of her. She's, I don't know who oh, that is. I, I know Amy Smart. Very nice okay. female. Um, so we got 
So we go, let's see. I'm trying to get alphabetically here. We go. Well, from, you're an S. I'm, I'm an S. How many uh, S's there, could there be? I mean, there's geez, at least a dozen. Uh, so Jeff Schwartz, definitely not you. No. Amy Smart. So we go from Alan Smolinski. So uh, you're saying I'm not on there is what you're telling me. Well, I'm trying to get to you. Alan yeah. Smolinski, entrepreneur, real estate investor, owner of a newspaper to Ken uh, big Steffes. Deal. Big to, deal. We oh, go Ken from, Steffes played in the Olympics. Big deal, though. We go from Smolinski to Steffes. I think Spaniards in between there, right? Oh, my goodness. I'm not in there. You, uh, we got we to gotta get on the phone with Wikipedia. I'm who not do we in call? there. Who, who, who's running this? What kind of website is this? Is this a real website? I'm not in there. Never even heard of it. Wikipedia. It doesn't sound Never right. heard of them. Oh, for crying out loud. All right, we got a lot to get to again. Uh, we're sitting for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. Um, former Ohio State assistant coach now Zach Smith says he did not inform his old boss, Urban Meyer, that he was arrested and charged with drunken driving back in 2013. He was arrested and charged with a speeding, operating a vehicle while intoxicated. Um, one year later, he joined the Buckeye staff. He later pled guilty to a lesser charge and had his license suspended for six months. Um, just another thing to add to his resume. And do you believe him when he said Urban Meyer didn't know or that the administration didn't know? Because if they did, again, that's another thing that we're going to start uh, building up a case against Urban Meyer. So I got to ask you on this because I I feel like I'm becoming an Urban Meyer apologist. Apologist? Yeah, and I don't want to be. But I can't believe that Urban Meyer would be this dumb because to to backtrack, I think everybody listening probably knows, but we previously knew about two domestic incidences, one in 2009 at Florida, one in 2015 at Ohio State. Those are the ones that Urban Meyer says that he reported to his superiors. Right. So this uh, 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 drunk driving incident happened in between those two things. So at this point, you know, Urban Meyer admits that he knew about the 2009 incident. I can't imagine that you know this guy's having problems at home or he has had problems at home in the past. Then he gets popped for this this um, uh, operating vehicle under the influence, and you still allow him to keep his job. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I'm the most naive person in the world. I don't think Urban Meyer... Uh, did the right thing to keep him in the first place. I think he should have cut bait with him at Florida. He should have never brought him to Ohio State. Right. I just can't imagine that Urban Meyer could be that dumb to overlook and arrest a second incident that he was aware of, in, in this case, hypothetically, if he knew about this 2013 incident. I can't believe he'd be that dumb. Well, how, how is he supposed to know? I agree. Yeah, I'm with how, you. That, seriously, how is he supposed to know? I mean, if you keep it quiet... Um, you know, it's not like police are going to, hey, did you know that your uh, new assistant coach is, is uh, you know, been arrested uh, a year ago? I mean, you, it's not probably something you asked. So even if you asked it on, the, you know, is everything okay? You know, anything I should know about, he could lie to you. And, and then, you know, what the hell are you supposed to do at that point? Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is that that was my thought is I, I think there, there are situations where you can be arrested and it doesn't get back to your employer, right? And so that was my first thought is right. that this was one of those incidences. Um, and two, the other thing is, is like, I get that it's Ohio State, but I mean, this guy was still, quote unquote, just the wide receivers coach. Like, I don't know that it would make headlines uh, that that someone would pick the name Zach Smith out of a, a police uh, uh, blotter and say, oh, I, I, that sounds like the guy that works for Ohio State. I mean, he wasn't a high profile assistant. Nobody knew who he was. So it sounds like we're in agreement in this is that. We don't excuse Urban Meyer for keeping this guy around with the 2009-2015 incident, but it sounds like we're in agreement that Urban Meyer couldn't have possibly known about this. You know, as we go along, and I I think we're supposed to get an answer by this Friday. Remember they said 14 days, thorough investigation. 
though I, I have to question how thorough the investigation is when they're just starting to get the people this week. Um, but I'm starting to think that he's going to keep his job, maybe get a one-game suspension, and they're going to move on from that. My my partner on Sunday's Chris Plank thinks maybe it's going to be a four-game suspension. I was I was shocked. I don't think it's – it never even occurred to me it would even be that much. I think perhaps maybe a one-game and, and a fine, and they'll move on from that. What, do you, what are you thinking, Aaron? Yeah, I, I, I don't think that this kind of uh, – I don't think this certainly helps Urban Meyer's cause. I think, if anything, maybe it just makes this outside committee – have another thing to evaluate. And I know they said this 14-day time period. First of all, I think it was kind of dumb of them to say this is going to be wrapped up in 14 days. Because yeah, why, why did they put a time frame on that? I don't know. And I think, if anything, it made the people that are skeptical that this is going to be a true investigation kind of say, well, wait a second now. If, if you're really doing your homework and you're really doing due diligence, why are you putting a time frame on it? I think it raised eyebrows for a lot of people. I think, for me, it just makes it – uh, something that another topic, another thing that these people now have to look into. I, I still think Urban Meyer keeps his job. I don't think this helps his cause, though. All right. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Nate writes in Aaron. Uh, this turkey stinking genius is the Paxton Lynch of sports radio host, except worse than hosting on air. than he is a, than uh, Paxton at being a quarterback. Wow. Shots wow. Fi- well, I will say in defense of Paxton Lynch, remember Jerry Jones tried to trade up to draft him and he had to be talked out of it? Do you remember that? Yeah. The year they took yeah. they the year they dra- they ended up drafting Dak Prescott. Mm. Jer- Jerry Jones wanted to go get Paxton Lynch. So Well, Jerry Jones also wanted to go ahead and get um uh Johnny Manziel too, I thought. He did. He did. Yeah. So does that um, make me Chad Kelly, Case Keenum, who am I in this in this scenario? <laughs> Case Keenum, I think you'd be more Chad Kelly, if that's your best quarterback, you're in big trouble. Uh, Jeff says, so Aaron, has Arnie already told you over 10 times how him and Steve Kerr are best friends and him and Brett Favre are? I'm going to hit the like button on that. I've told you the Brett Favre story, have I not? Actually, no, you haven't. I got a picture of me and Brett. Uh Uh-oh, he sends a lot of pictures. I hope it's... uh... No, me and him together, just you know, you know, giving a hug, kind of like those bro hugs. Okay, I'm just making sure. Like I said, he he sent out a few pictures in his in his day. So I just oh, do I got it? You want me to go ahead? And, I'm now I'm going to go ahead and tweet it over to you. How about that? Okay, make sure it's appropriate for Twitter. That's all I'm no, saying. Yeah, th- there you go. Now I'm going to see you. Gosh, you know my my stories are the best. You act like I have the worst stories out there. I think you got great stories. I told you in the first segment, the first minute of the first segment, I've been I've been waiting. 72 hours for one I of got, your stories. I got Robert Guerrero going, oh, I've already heard the hot tub story. I don't want to hear that one again. Well, well that's like, the, Not everybody's heard that one. Well, let's get to Donna Dierko. Let's yeah, go. Well, well first on. of all, I, well, you know what? I want to, I do want to get to uh, Tom Herman because I've, I've got some major. You got a theory on that that I like. Yeah, I got some major problems there. Very serious major problems. We'll also get to what uh, Will Muschamp had to say. And I got major problems there also. All that coming up first, though. It's his birthday. He thought I was going to forget about it. Uh, we'll Whoa. check out what's trending with Tom. Hey, Rudy. happy birthday. It's not happy my birthday. birthday I'm, a, I'm a cancer. I'm July 18th. Moonchild. It's I'm not July my birthday I, today. They said hey. you were turning 61 today. Oh, leave me. Oh, shut up. 61 no. today. Anybody whose happy first birthday. favorite band was, was uh, Green Day, you're trying to beat me to all my punchlines about you and your career no, and no, how I have followed no. your career from L.A. The, to Dallas and Atlanta the, and Winnemucca, Nevada and Dallas, Phoenix, Arizona. And I, you didn't mention the more important thing and keep it relevant. Three guys right now that you're going to talk uh, from the uh, Extra Sports 1150 Alumni Association. You, me, and? And who? Texas head coach Tom Herman. 
Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah, he's our, pro- he's our producer at Extra Sports 1150 <laughs> back in 2000, along with David Vesey, who's now the pre- and post-game host wow. for the Dodgers. And a battle for well, the heart. Happy birthday. Anyway. Oh, thank you so much. And it would be 37. Thank you. And a battle for the heart. Oh, and so you only look 61. Okay, my bad. Oh, really? You seem, wow, you seem, I'm sorry. Really? I'm trying to be You're nice. beating me to all my t- <laughs> I, I know what you're doing here. Before I call you all, hey, by the way, I've never yeah. made fun of your looks, but I see what people say to you on Twitter. Oh. You know, and you see all the women just get off Twitter if they say the things that people say to you. Yeah, I was going to say, Looney, you don't, you don't have to make comments. I think uh, I think any picture speaks for itself. Well, I, I do say this, though. I, I mentioned you today, Arnie, because that, that cat woman, you know, the lesbian cat woman, she got off Twitter because people were going after her, that woman yeah. who was in it. And I thought, well, should read what they say to Arnie. Yeah. Well, it's unbelievable. I, it sent me to tears. I know. Is the show over now after this? I'm sorry. I don't, I'm wow, sorry. wow. In a battle, I tried to start this update <laughs> six times. You tried to get all your punchlines in at once. Yes. <laughs> in a battle for the heart and soul of New York, five guys on one of the teams hit home runs. One straight in the air by Conforto. Deep. Big to the track at the wall. This ball is gone. Michael Conforto follows up. The two lefties go yard here, and the Mets now coasting. It is seven to three. Josh Lewin with the call. W O R New York Mets tank the Yanks eight to five. Mets pitcher Jacob Degrom struck out twelve. Nicholas Castellanos five hits five RBI for Detroit Tigers. Worked the White Sox nine to five. Atlanta played Miami twice, and the Braves won both nine to one and six to one. Jose Ramirez hit home run number thirty five for Cleveland Indians. Michael the Reds ten to three. Ryan O'Hearn homered and drove in three runs for Kansas City. Never heard of There's him. a good reason. You can't even find his picture on the internet. Royals crown cold of the Blue Jays. Three to one. 45-year-old pitcher, the rather corpulent Bartolo Colon, got another win for Texas. Rangers rattled the Diamondbacks five to three for games in progress. You can just check out foxsports.com. That's your finals from baseball. I'm Looney, and now sitting in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. It's Aaron Torres on Fox Sports Radio. Wow, Thank you, Tom wow. Looney. I appreciate it. I'm glad somebody appreciates my hard well, work I over tried here. to wish him happy birthday. That's the thanks I get. Oh, my goodness. We're coming to you live. The guy I'm a Jehovah's Fox Witness. Sports I don't even Radio celebrate Studios. birthdays. I mean, there's a, a, you insulted me six ways from, 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 from whatever nice. that cliche is there. This is why nobody likes me. Some people it's are easy. offended by happy birthdays, including me. Thank it's you. easy to You're say. You're all 50%. going to hell. I'd car with Geico. Go to geico.com or give them a call 1 800 947 Auto. And the only hard part, well, the only hard part, the only hard part, Looney? Uh, uh, which way's easier? Sorry. <laughs> it's figuring out which way's easier. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, was, I was already headed over to uh, yeah, Whole Foods for I a know, sweet potato. You blew it! Ah, uh, you blew it. That's right. Uh, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spann, you're in for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. See what I get for that, for trying to be a nice guy. Um, I, I, we got to get to a serious topic here. Uh, again, we're sitting in for the guys, uh, Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. Aaron, um, Texas, uh, Tom Herman, now we find out. Um, he, he shot down reports on Saturday that he was the source that tipped off Brett McMurphy. First of all, I, I don't know why he was so adamant like that was a bad thing. If you know of something that's going on, um, you should tip off authority. So I would actually be on his side. But now we find out that in March of 2017, his wife assisted her friend Courtney Smith during a time of financial need. He said, we have not provided her any more financial need since then. Um, are you trying to tell me that they were close enough to loan her money, but not close enough to know what was going on? That's the first question. 
Two, does Tom Herman and his wife have any culpability in this thing? Again, I don't want to take anybody from Zach Smith. Um, three, uh, when they loaned her the money, didn't they ask her what is going on? And four, if she's that close with them to ask for money, I think she'd be that close with them to tell them what's going on. Yeah, you brought up this theory today. I thought it was pretty interesting. So this isn't really necessarily new uh, news since Saturday. Right. But I, I, I think the questions that you're asking are questions that more people in the media should be asking, which I found it really interesting that Tom Herman, and I do think, by the way, he was straightforward because he's seen what Urban Meyer has done, lied, stretched the truth, whatever you want to say, right. and he's gotten crushed for it. So Tom Herman's like, look, you're not digging up anything on me. Yeah, we were not the people that reported this, but my wife did loan Courtney Smith money But I was thinking after you brought this up, one, when he said that, I found that to be really interesting. I don't. Not interesting. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Not interesting. I found it insulting. Why? I find if you knew what was going on and you say, well, it wasn't me that ratted it out. I I wanted to let them continue the way it was. I didn't want to rat them out. I found that insulting. Well, yeah. And the the original Brett McMurphy report said that this was all pretty common knowledge around the entire Ohio State. Uh, facility with the coaching staff and all that stuff. But I thought it was interesting that that in that press release, and I don't know if he's had a public press conference yet where reporters can ask questions, but I feel like that's a pretty big detail that just kind of like got brushed over and nobody's talking about is the fact that his wife did in fact loan money to Courtney Smith. And regardless of what it was, again, it doesn't get away from the bottom line of obviously if this woman was seeking help from her, from her, right. from her strange husband, then people should have... Uh, hopefully reached out sooner. But I, I brought this up to you earlier today, Arnie. I feel like, look, this wasn't a hundred bucks to 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 go get a nice meal. No. Um, if if it was enough for for Michelle, I believe Michelle Herman is Tom Herman's wife. If for his wife to tell Tom Herman and for him to state it publicly, I feel like it had to be a pretty substantial amount of money. Right. And if that's the case. Uh, why did no reporter follow up on that? I feel like that's a really interesting element of this story that needs to be investigated further. You mean like, why did you loan her the money? Why did she say she needed the money? How close of friends are there? Did your wife know what was going on? Did your wife tell you what was going on? Any of those questions, you mean? I, I mean, if if your significant other, even let's say, let's live in the, the bubble of Tom Herman and his wife did not know about this alleged domestic abuse now I think that's a hard bubble living considering that Brett McMurphy's original reporting said that it was pretty well known amongst the wives at Ohio State that this was going on but let's even live in that bubble I mean Arnie if your wife loans x amount of money to her friend that you that she feels the need to tell you like I said this isn't picking up lunch this is a sub you would think a substantial amount of money to the point that that she told Tom Herman wouldn't you, as a as a as a husband, ask what it was for? And by the way, you in the media, I, I know you've sat in on press conferences. Wouldn't that be the natural follow up? Well, you just you felt the need to tell us that she uh, that your wife lent money to Courtney Smith. What was that money for? Let me ask you this, Aaron. If Knockwood, and I even have to you, hate to use this as an analogy, you have a sister. She needs your help. You're in the means to help her either financially. Uh, or a place to live, or both, okay? Um, what's the first thing you're going to ask her? Why do you need help? No, do you need help? Can I help you? Do you yeah. want to come stay here? Um, 
I think I would do the same thing. I don't think there's a person listening that wouldn't do that for their own their own sibling. Um, you you got. I have to ask, or I wonder, and I don't know. Maybe this is inappropriate, but um, why would she stay with a guy like that when she had money and means to go somewhere else? As we found out now, um, Tom Herman's wife loaned her money, and she could have easily probably have gone down and, and stayed with them. I'm guessing also. So, um, I, I really wish. Um, you know, she would have just left the guy because he sounds like just a, a horrible dude. Well, yeah, and I mean, this go you can go back to two- if it's true, if it's true, of again, course. Sorry, and this yeah. is this is all alleged right now. I mean, look, there were obviously incidences where the police were called, but as we've discussed many times throughout the last couple of days, no charges were ever filed as it pertains to the domestic abuse in 2009 or 2015. Um, look, I don't want to play pop psychologist based on the minimal knowledge that we have, but we all know people that are with people that they shouldn't be, even in abusive situations, verbally, physically, whatever, that you know should leave and you know for whatever reason choose not to leave. I mean, I, I think somewhere in Brett McMurphy's reporting, um, people tried to get her to leave earlier. Now, I will say we also have in Brett McMurphy's reporting back in 2009, Urban Meyer and Shelly Meyer, Urban Meyer's wife, yeah. supposedly kind of being a counsel for them as a quote-unquote young couple trying to work through all that stuff. But you're right, if 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 – even if you feel like in 2009 this is something you can work through, if this stuff is – first of all, it should never happen. I think we both agree on that. I know we both agree on that. But if it's still happening in 2015, you need to get the heck out of there. Aaron underscore Torres. That's T-O-R-R-E-S. I'm at Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Matter of fact, if you go in there right now, Aaron, there's the picture of me and Brett Favre, buddy, oh, buddy. Oh, he's got his you clothes that? on. That's Whoa. Look Artie. how fat I look, huh? Wow. They had yeah. pictures back then? You got, you got yeah. hair, and it's not gray. <laughs> Wait a minute, do I have the full head of hair or just a little bit of hair? You got a full everything. You got a oh, full head of hair. You got a full I'm suit jacket. Large yeah. and in charge. What is that? The size like 52 long or something. You look like, like his uh, offensive tackle. Like he took you out to a steak dinner after you blocked for him all I night. Do, I look like I was uh, offensive tackle for him 10 years earlier and then I retired and I've let myself go. <laughs> yeah. Well, what does that say about now? He hasn't oh my. seen you lately. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, so if you go on uh, Twitter, you can see me and Brett, uh, best friends for life. Uh, when we get back, though, another serious topic, uh, LaShawn McCoy uh, and the latest on that situation, and it's really starting to get bad. I mean, a lot. is just The whole thing's disgusting from the very beginning. Uh, he's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier sitting in for the guys, Jason Smith and Michael Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. We're sitting in for the guys. Jason Smith, Michael Harmon on this Monday, 13th day of August. Summer just flying on by. Man, we got a lot to get to tonight, though. Still a busy night. Aaron, I want to get to LaShawn McCoy. The story just absolutely, and I can't believe we're not making more a big deal about this. The ex-girlfriend of the Bills running back, has filed a personal injury lawsuit against McCoy and his former University of Pittsburgh teammate, uh, Demarcus Porter, in connection to that July 10th home invasion in which Gordon was beaten and robbed of jewelry. My thing is that she's going to go ahead and file a report, but yet, um, or, you know, a, a lawsuit, but there's been no suspect name in the criminal investigation of the attack. What the hell's going on? I mean, they can't tie... Was Sean McCoy into this attack? They can't find the guy that did this. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little perplexed because the pictures were just 
absolutely heartbreaking. They were disgusting after seeing that. Yeah, and it, it's weird because when the pictures came out, they were through one of this uh, woman's friends. Friends, right. And so pretty quickly, the friend went ahead and directly accused. No, I don't think she accused. She said point blank, LaShawn McCoy did this. Right. Um, I do think, I, I will say, and I, you know, we're obviously always sensitive to the victim, but I do think it's good that, uh, I, I think it's good that it's a little bit under the radar right now because for the reason what you said is that right now LaShawn McCoy, according to authorities, is not a suspect. So I think that's I, I'm I'm glad that we didn't jump to that conclusion the way we have in the past. You and I discussed Reuben Foster the other night, him being accused by his ex-girlfriend. Turns out the whole thing was made up. But what I will say is this, Arnie, is that if you read the details of this LaShawn McCoy thing, it does not look good for LaShawn McCoy. This happened in a house that he owned. Right. He was trying to evict her. Uh, she claims that he had asked many times for the specific pieces of jewelry that were stolen. It does not look good for LaShawn McCoy. All right, I got to ask, and, and, and I want, want an answer. I, I know it's going to be tough. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one, and I know you're innocent until proven guilty. But the friend also accused him of beating his son and, 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 and his dog, too. Um, but let's just stop at, at beating his son. Um, when allegations like that are made, um, I'd have to assume that you are immediately suspended until we can do a thorough investigation, or is that guilty until proven innocent? Those are serious, serious allegations, and the fact that his son may be involved just turns my stomach. So how come we're not making a big thing of this? How come he's not suspended? How come the bill said, you know what? We'll do an investigation, and you're not playing for us until we find out if that turns out to be true. Is that, is that the wrong mind frame? Am, am I not allowed to do that or what? No, and I, I'm, I'm with you on this one, is that I, I do think that it's great that we live in a country where you're innocent until proven guilty, but I do think But we're going against that. Uh, I, what do you mean we're going against it? Well, because we're making him, we're going to make him guilty and prove that he's innocent, though, is what we're going to make him do. But but that's not happening right now, though. You know, if we if we suspended him, it would. But I do think there yeah. becomes a point where there's enough circumstantial evidence where you say, "Man, you can't, you just can't be in the facility right now." And that's right. that's where I'm at with this. Is this isn't just Lashawn McCoy's girlfriend getting attacked, and and obviously that would be serious in and of itself, right? But it happened in a house that he owned. As I said a minute ago, there's very it's very clear that he was trying to evict her, that they were not on good terms. It's very clear that the invader knew the particulars about what was going on with the jewelry and stuff like that because that was also reported. Exactly. And that's and that's what I'm saying is while I understand the concept of innocent until proven guilty, and generally that's the side that I fall on. I, I always try uh, to not just because I see a picture or read a report assume the worst. Right. Like we're talking about now, there's enough circumstantial evidence where if I was the Buffalo Bills, I would say, uh, I, I don't know the exact, but I, I don't know. I think you have to obviously keep paying them and all that stuff, but you say you just got to get away from the facility. Well, like Urban weeks. Meyer. Exactly. He's on administrative leave That's with it. pay. I don't know if you call it administrative leave, but you call it leave with pay then, I guess. is exactly. I don't know what the ter- the correct uh, terminology is, but yep. uh, let him co- still collect his money until we can figure out what's happening. And I, I hate to go ahead and you know make him miss if he's innocent, 
But, you know, like you said, whether the evidence is circumstantial or like even in the Judge Judy were beyond the preponderance of the evidence there, um, you know, you don't even have to have uh, beyond reasonable doubt. Uh, I would I would equate Travis for no better than I do, but I, I'd have to suspend him. And I can't believe more people aren't disgusted over this whole situation. Aaron. I can't believe we're we're not you know, people are not tweeting in and going crazy over this situation. No, I I totally agree with you that I am amazed at how underreported this story. I think look, when the when the pictures first surfaced, that was a huge it, it was a huge story at the time, but then as you said, Arnie, we live in such a culture, we were talking about this with Tiger Woods, where you just you, you make your comment on social media, you move on to the next story, and you wait for the next thing to happen. I'm amazed, I'm with you, that this story is not getting uh, more more coverage, and we'll see, but I'm with you. I, if I was the Buffalo Bills, I would ask him to leave until this thing gets settled. He's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. We're sitting in for the guys, Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. Uh, when is a grand slam? Not a good thing. We'll have that for you. We'll talk a little bit about Derek Jeter, Chris Dufresne. We'll stop on by to talk some college football right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, all right, all right. Enough, enough. Let's get right out of this. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier sitting in for the guys, Jason Smith and Michael Harmon, on this Monday, 13th day of August. They're giving me grief about my picture with Brett Favre, Aaron. I'm a little heavy in the picture. I understand that. I've lost a little weight since then, like, Five, six pounds. I've lost yeah. a little weight since then. Yeah, I was going to say, like I said, you, you look a little like when a, a running back, like when a quarterback has a big game and he takes out his whole offensive line for dinner. And I'm dressed up in a nice suit. Yeah, yeah. It looks like, you know, you you, you know he had a nice game. Uh, it was a Monday night game. He threw for a couple touchdowns. He decided to take the boys out for dinner. That's kind of cool, let, though. Let me, let me tell my Brett Favre story. Let me tell my Brett Favre story. I was uh, – the reason why we took pictures together. Um, this, was, this was even before pre-picture that you're looking at right now. I was doing uh, local radio in Phoenix, Arizona. And one of our sales guys who has since passed away, Tony Brown, great guy. Just He played for the Buffalo Bills, but – Absolutely great guy. Anyway, he had a friend, and uh, they were coming out to Phoenix to play golf and uh, to hang out and and stuff like that. It was uh, before camp. And one of the people that he brings, and it kind of ruins the story, but is Brett Favre. And we're talking about Brett Favre before he was Brett Favre. You understand that, Aaron? Sure, I can tell by the goatee, yeah. Yeah, no, no, this is before that picture. Way before that picture. This is before Brett Favre was like right when he was getting to the Packers. I mean, we're, we're going way back in the day. This is when Man, I believe yeah, he was traded from the Falcons. So uh, I'm, I'm like talking to him, and I go, so what do you do, Brett? He goes, uh, <laughs> no, because I, I, he's nobody, remember? He's a nobody. You, you don't know him from a hole in the wall. And he goes, uh, yeah, I, I play in the NFL. Wow. I go, you play in the NFL? I go, yeah. I go, what a coincidence. So do I. Nope. Oh, I'm busting his chops. I go, wow. What, what do you play? Third string punter? And he looks at my friend like, is this guy serious? I go, what do you play, Brett? What do you play? And you know, I'm yelling at Brett, him. Brett, that's your him real up. name. Yeah. He, he goes, he goes um, I'm, I'm a quarterback. Oh, yeah? I'm a quarterback, too. You know, I'm just, I'm just totally busting his chops. Like, I go, yeah, you must be a real good quarterback. I go, you're in the NFL, huh? I've never heard of you. I go, what's your last name? And he goes, Favre. I go, what? 
What the hell? What? Where did you go to school? I think it was Southern Miss. I go, do they have a football program there? And I am, I am just pounding on him. I'm thinking he wants to get up across the table and beat my butt I, like you wouldn't believe, Aaron. He's, he's, getting, he's getting pretty upset at me, to be honest. So anyway, so as, as we're all having lunch, I say to him, you know what, Brad? I, I like you. You're a good guy. When this, when this NFL thing doesn't work out, come be a sales guy with us and we'll play golf <laughs> every day and we'll have a good time. It'll be, it'll be great, right? So <laughs> many years later, I, I was with a network in Chicago. I'm going, to, I'm going up to uh, Green Bay to cover a game. Uh, I'm in his restaurant afterwards, and there you see the picture because he remembered me. And then we had dinner afterwards again. Um, but, yeah, it was hard to forget about me when I was busting his chops like that, Aaron. You like that or what? So he remembered you, though. Oh, yeah? Well, wow. how, it, how many people bust his chops like that, huh? Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, if you're a backup quarterback, I mean, this was the days before the Internet. It's not like everyone had a fantasy football team where you have to know the, the, the third-string quarterback on every single team. I mean, I don't know that I would have approached it the way that you did, Arnie. Well, I mean, that's me, though. I know? was going to say, I don't know that I would approach most things the way that you yeah. approach them. Uh, but, I, I mean, look, I, I mean, I could How see- funny is that? It's like before they were stars. You know what I'm uh, talking about? You're dealing with that. I know. And, unfortunately, you know, you never really made it past that. Uh, you know, yeah. you're still in the before they were star phase. You're due, yeah, though. You know, you're due. I think that's a reason why Steve Kerr doesn't call into the show. Um because I thought I was better than him in high school. I, I'm afraid to say that. Well, I'm afraid to say I'm better than him because I'm, I think he's going to sue me if I say that. <laughs> you think you know, so, I, huh? I think I, I, you know, I don't know how we could prove it unless we played one-on-one right now. And I, I think I could beat him right now. He's got a bad back. Yeah. So, I, look, I was better up to the ages up to, like, 18. And then he was better from 18 to, let's say, 35. And then when he hurt his back, I'm better from 35 to now. So, you know, I got that going for me. Yeah, yeah, you and Steve Kerr. It's like the If you uh, ever called into the show, what would you do? You'd faint, I think. I would well, ask I would him faint. if he thought that his team ruined the NBA cuz I do. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't even want to ask him stuff like that. I just want to ask him, did we ever play one on one or was that in my mind? Did I beat you? If I didn't beat you, I probably could have beaten you, right? You know, stuff like that. So, he obviously Brett Favre remembered the slight would Steve yeah. Kerr remember? Slight. All... It was more than a slight. I'll tell you that. Well, would Steve Kerr remember all the slights from his time uh, in the orbit of Arnie Spanier? No, no. I was I was two years older than him, I believe. One or two years old. I don't remember. I look a lot younger than him, but you do. Um, yeah, I do. He's you... got the crow's feet by the eyes, and it's it's stressful yeah. coaching a team that coaches itself. And we I went mean... to Arizona together, hung out for four years. Well, not the whole four years, maybe like a, a couple hours one, See, one year. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, you were two years behind it. You guys still graduated the same year. That's pretty – or yeah. you were two years ahead. Yeah. He still graduated the same year. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah. I could see you being on that six-year plan, seven-year plan. I love it. My buddy Steve Kerr. If he ever calls in, I, I think I would faint, to be honest with you. I think I, think I would pass out. The last time he called in is when they won the championship. And he goes, how are your New York Knicks looking now? So all right. That was the team uh, that he was going to go coach, Mr. Tough Guy. Yeah. Remember? Remember yeah, that, he was going to go coach? That hurt. Can you imagine I could have either had Steve Kerr coaching my team or uh, in high school I could have asked Jeannie Buss out because I was a good-looking guy. You, you know, were? Full hair. Yeah, yeah, full head of hair and ponytail. Come on. I mean, really. I mean, how tough was You can't resist that. Uh, I could have won out with Jeannie. I would have said, Jeannie, let's you and I go to the movies. Animal House is out. I hear it's pretty funny. And obviously we would have gone to the movie, um, Dutch, because, you know. She would have paid her way. I would have paid mine. Wow. Wow. Wow, Arnie. She would have fell in love with me. And uh, 
Why did you, why I'd be uh, part owner of the Lakers? Right? I was going to say, why wouldn't she just take her to a Lakers game? You know, the tickets are free. She wasn't the, uh, her dad wasn't the owner of the Lakers at that time. Oh, true. Matter of fact, I, I, I told you, remember a story when uh, I was outside talking to one of our coaches and Jeannie walked by and the coach said, did your dad buy the Indiana Pacers? And she said, no, uh, he's saving his money for the Lakers. And I went, <laughs> who's your dad going to buy the Lakers? Get out of here, Jeannie. Wait, that really happened? Yeah, that's true. I didn't know that. You never told me that one. What, the uh, going to buy the Pacers? Yeah, I never heard that story. I don't think a lot of people know that, unless you were in my high school at that exact time that we were talking to her. Yeah, I don't think, unless I told that story a hundred times. So I'm you sure. did talk to her, though? Oh, well, yeah. What, are you kidding me? She was, she was gorgeous. Of course I talked to her. And I heard Stared it. from afar. What, are oh. you kidding me? Well, from afar, it sounds yeah. like you had some very intimate conversations with yeah. her. I mean, you know, no, you know no, her dad's creepy. you know her dad's financial wow. portfolio, all that stuff, it sounds yeah. like. No, no, I didn't know who her dad was at, at the time, to be honest with you. I, I had no Nobody idea did. what was going on. I just knew her as Jeannie. Wow. All right. Uh, let's, don't, don't get me in trouble now. That's enough, all right? Um, talk about David Bodie and what happened yesterday. Hits the walk-off Grand Slam home run to win it for the Cubs, but he had to apologize over that. Did he not, AT, or what? Yeah, I saw this story earlier today, and uh, it didn't really make headlines. But, I mean, for people who didn't see uh, – all right. Well, for, for people who didn't see, I'm just going to let the sound speak for itself. Right. The Cubs were down 3 nothing, down to the last out last night. Bodie drives one in the air. Deep center field. Back goes Tanner. It's got a chance. It's a grand slam. A grand slam for David Bodie. And the Cubs have won the ball game. Can you believe it? Wow. As soon as he hit it, he knew it was gone. He started pointing in the air. Cubs win on a grand slam. <laughs> oh, my. David Bodie with a grand slam. Wow. The Cubs beat the Nationals. All right, thanks to the Cubs radio network. But I guess afterwards, well, he did the bat flip following the grand slam. He did, like, the bat flip, uh, did a couple of steps, and he had to apologize for the bat flip. I didn't even notice this until you brought it up to me. I I, all I was I was caught up in the whole grand slam and all that. I didn't notice about the, the whole bat flip thing. Well, and that's, what's up. That, that's, what, that's what bothered me so much uh, is this whole thing. So this guy is a rookie, uh, his first year in the bigs. And, you know, this is obviously one of the biggest moments of his entire career. He's 25 years old, so he's not a spring chicken. I mean, he is in life terms, but not in baseball terms. Clearly in the minors for a while. He has this huge moment, walk-off win, down 3 yeah. nothing, grand slam. He throws up the bat and celebrates, and yet he's got to apologize he says that he said it just happened. I didn't even realize I did it until I saw the replay. I thought, oh, man, I did bat flip it. Obviously, I meant no disrespect by any means. Yeah, and I don't know if anybody's making a big deal about this, but that's if they do, that's what's wrong with baseball. I mean, well, what's I mean, the big deal, a little bat flip? This isn't the 1920s where you do a bat flip or because you run the bases too too slow that the next one's coming should be a high heat at somebody's head. It's not like he's running backwards from third base or something like well, that, Aaron. And that's what I'm saying is when's the last time a basketball player apologized for a big dunk or a, a defensive end apologizing for a big sack and getting up and dancing? Like, this is what's great about sports. Yeah, but, well, 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 but if we're going to compare – 
Um, you know, if you make a big sack and you taunt somebody or stand over somebody, you get a penalty for that, though. That That's against the rules. Of course, but he I don't think he was taunting anyone. I think no, this was the no. – Yeah, and I think this yeah. is the emotion of the game, and I think this is why we love sports. This is why we're fans, why guys like you and I have dedicated our lives to sports because there is nothing like it and nothing like this in the moment. And so, you know, look, I, I think there's – there's the context matters. I mean, this wasn't a, a third-inning home run in, right. in, in, in when they were up seven to three this was a game-winning home run Sunday night baseball Wrigley Field this guy's a rookie and so for me I think this is baseball's biggest problem is and we talked about this a little bit at the all-star break with Mike Trout does does he have enough of a personality baseball doesn't allow these guys to have personalities the fact that this guy felt like he needed to apologize after celebrating a game-winning home run it's imagine somebody hitting a game-winning three-pointer at the buzzer and just walking back to the bench as if nothing happened and his teammates treating him as such. That'd be right. absurd, and that's what we're asking this guy to do. I was getting ready to go on the air when I saw the Grand Slam. You know, I'm watching the game, getting ready to go on. I'm listening to Jonas and, and, and uh, Brady Quinn go crazy at the time. And now, you know, after such a great hit, all we talk about is, oh, man, he apologized. He didn't mean to do the bad flip. I'm wondering... Uh, I was wondering if there was going to be some uh, ill effects, but of course uh, they're not playing each other. If they were going to, if the next game uh, they throw at uh, a Chicago Cup player, wouldn't that be crazy? You know? Yeah, and that's the whole thing is he he feels the need to apologize because he doesn't want a ball thrown at his head the next time they play. And to <laughs> me, like baseball has got to get over itself and got to get over these unwritten rules. It drives me bonkers. I hate this idea. And I think this is one of baseball's biggest problems. It's not relatable to young people. I mean, if you're a kid and, like I said, you watch LeBron celebrate a buzzer beater or a big play or whatever, you watch, uh, I don't know, fill-in-the-blank defensive player makes a big play celebrating big win, and you watch baseball and these guys can't celebrate, they can't have fun. I mean, sports are emotional by nature, and I think baseball has to allow its players to be more emotional as well. He's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We're sitting in for the guys Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. Uh, when we get back, Chris Dufresne, he was formerly of the L.A. Times, now at TMG College Sports. We got some college football to get you ready for. Uh, we're less than two weeks away. He's coming up next as we're sitting in for the guys right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spaniard. Sitting in for the guys, Jason Smith, Michael Harmon, right here on Fox Sports Radio. A busy Monday, 13th day of August, right out to our guest, Chris Dufresne, formerly of the L.A. Times. Now you see him at TMG College Sports. Chris, right off the bat, you know, what we see going on with Ohio State and obviously Maryland and some of the other programs, you deal a lot with these coaches. It's got to be unbearable now, dealing, they constantly lie. They cover things up. Um, it. Your job can't be as fun as it used to be. How tough is it dealing with with these coaches on a, on a daily basis? And and they're god complex. It seems like. Well, I mean, if, if I've learned anything over you know th- three decades of, of this, is that you know there's a, there's a cat and mouse game that always has gone on between coaches and, and reporters, and there's kind of fun lies and and lies to protect certain things that aren't that important. Um, but when you're protecting, you know, big kind of lies like, like, you know, the ones we're talking about here, right? Uh, that are attached to very serious issues. And you know, believe me, I covered the NFL, I covered the Rams, the Raiders, I've covered beats, and coaches lie to you every day. 
you know, that's part of the game. And then you, then they make you go out and find out the real story. Um, and that's part of our job. But uh, when you're lying about significant, substantial things, then it goes to an entirely new level. And that's what we're, that's what we're dealing with now. The stakes are just much higher. This, this kind of, but there, there's, you know, they're programmed to do it and they're, Guys like Urban Meyer, I mean, they're so powerful, and their 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 words are never questioned by the uh, you know the, the people in their inner circle. They just get used to it, I think, and yeah. I think they can they can talk their way out of anything. And uh, you know, Urban Meyer was very close, I think, to getting out of this, except you know he made a, a mistake on at Big Ten Media Day where he told a lie that could be refuted, and that's why he's in this situation. And to piggyback off that, something Arnie and I have talked about the last couple nights is we've seen all of these massive scandals probably over the last six to eight years, some of them more serious, some of them less serious, like the Hugh Freeze, Bobby Petrino type stuff. Uh, has this stuff always been every, – every case is a, is a different kind of you know example or whatever, but it feels like more and more of these things are coming out. Were they just covered up better or – is college football just in a bad place that it maybe wasn't 10, 15, 20 years ago? Well, I, I think part of it is the, the societal. I mean, I think there are part of it is the obviously the 24-7 news cycles and, and the Internet and Twitter. I mean, Bobby Bowden used to have a, a great line, uh, you know, and he always said it in such a joking way. But, you know, he said, I, you know, I remember a time when these matters were settled between the head coach and the chief of police. And that's, you know, and he was laughing when he said it, but that was, that was really true in these places where you couldn't get to State College very easily. And, and so Joe Paterno ran, you know, he ran the, uh, you know, the kingdom, and, and he's, he's, the coaches were kings. Uh, and it was, it, was, it was harder to get – it was easier to keep secrets, certainly. And Urban Meyer's problem is that, you know, he would have gotten away with this, and he was perfectly willing to, to throw a reporter under the bus. Yeah, and his family and his livelihood and all that, if not for you know text messaging that that contradicted what he said. Now this wouldn't have happened 20 years ago. Right, Urban Meyer would have you know he would have skated, and then he was perfectly willing to to ruin this guy's repu- reporter's reputation. That's fine, wash your hands and move on. But you know you got to be more you got to be more careful now because everything you say you must assume is being recorded or that there's you know, you, you can't, it's a lot easier to tell the truth, you know, than to tell a lie. Oh, that's you for sure. Wor- you don't have to worry about, you know, misremembering anything when you're, when you're telling the truth. No, exactly. You know, I, I, look, just let's just say the Maryland situation, absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. A death of a young man. You've been to a lot of practices. Have you ever been to a practice, and now you hear that coaches are throwing, in the Maryland situation, a coach, a strength coach, throwing weights at the players, and, you know, they're, they're getting sick, they're throwing up. Um, how hard are some of the practices that you've been to? Have you ever said to yourself, wow, I think he's pushing it way too much. It's like 110 degrees out here, and he's, these guys aren't getting enough water. Have you ever said to yourself, what the hell's going on out here, or do they ease up when the media's watching? Well, that's part of it. But these, these kind of issues I thought we had put behind us, the days of Frank Cush, uh, and in Bear Bryant and the Junction Boys, uh, I thought these days were over. You know, denying kids water. And, you know, and, and there are a lot of coaches. You know, when Chip Kelly was at Oregon, and uh, very scientific about 
about resting his players and all about nutrition uh, and, and some coaches. I went to a Chip Kelly practice at Oregon a few years ago, and it was 45 minutes. Wow. And, you know, almost no contact, wow. you know. Uh, so this kind of Neanderthal thinking that still exists in college football, I think is what's the most surprising and shocking. I thought we were beyond these kind of things, uh, these uh, these abuse issues. Um, and I, I am sort of surprised that it goes on at this level because the, t- the, sci- the science of getting in shape and contact, especially with all the head injuries now and the science we know about that, uh, most schools are back way off on yeah. that. Uh, it's, so it's, it, but some coaches, I think, say, well, here's our chance because everyone else is slacking off. We're going to we're going to take advantage of this window because we're Maryland and we're not Ohio State. Well, even the we're NFL not. took away two a days. They stopped that, yeah. you know. Yeah, I mean that's what's that's why I think I'm more surprised that this kind of stuff is still going on. But the, the, the schools that think that they are at a disadvantage are always looking for ways to get past. You know, get look at the division that Maryland's in. <laughs> no, how are you going to how are you going to yeah. get to the top of that that division? Jeez. Without without doing something different, and I think well, you know, we'll go back to the old days, or you know. So, uh, but I do think it's it's less prevalent now. But it's still shocking to me that there that cases like this come up. Pretty obvious question, I think, with a pretty obvious answer. But just looking at it from an on the field perspective, um, how much do, how much does this ruling at, at Ohio State, and we all know that the fact of the matter is, whatever the ruling is, is secondary to the safety of Courtney Smith right. and, and all that, but. If Urban Meyer is not allowed back to coach this team, I'm assuming that the landscape completely changes in the Big Ten. Yeah, I am really waffling now because I'm putting I'm putting together for TMG. I'm, we do like a daily countdown of our, our Super 16 starting this week. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not, yeah. I'm, I don't know what to do with Ohio State. Uh, and you know, this happened a few years ago when they they lost. You know, it's different, but they when they lost Braxton Miller right, right before the start of the season. But as we, we learned then, it was much more important that Urban Meyer was still the coach than whether Braxton Miller was the quarterback. I think it's different if, Bra- if Urban Meyer is not the coach. Um, and what that sort of distraction uh, you know, that presents. I mean, Ohio State won the national title that year with a third-string quarterback. Uh, so, you know, whether Urban is – you know, that's the question. Is he going to get one game, three games – uh, is he going to be gone? Uh, that kind of indecision, uh, and I, I think we'll, we'll have some sort of resolution within, uh, you know, week to ten days of what the punishment, if any, is going to be. And I think we can better accept, uh, you know, assess then uh, Ohio State's, you know, chances during the season. All right. Well, I was going to say, Chris, before we let you go, uh, give me one team uh, that's maybe coming in under the radar. People say, watch out for Ford Atlantic, especially that first game against Oklahoma. Does Oregon State have a chance uh, based on what's going on with Ohio State? We got the Michigan no. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame game that first week. And there's some good games there. It's, well, it, it's, there's some great games. And it, what it is, is it's a huge weekend for the Pac 12. Yeah. Because, look, you know, I'll tell you, watch out, watch out. You know, the Friday night before September 1st, you know. San Diego State is playing Stanford. Uh, you know, San Diego State beat Stanford and Arizona State last year. Uh, the Pac-12 could be out of it by you know by the second weekend of the season when you wow. you know Washington Auburn. Uh, you've got UCLA and Oklahoma. You got USC going to uh, 
uh, Texas and Stanford in the first three weeks. Don't I mean, forget my players. Arizona Wildcats and Khalil Tate. Well, well, you know, they're they're an interesting team. I'm watching very closely. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, the, uh, they have a big game too early. They play Houston, I think. Um, uh, BYU, yeah, too. Well, they play, I think they play uh, yeah. Houston early. Uh, that's a big game for for the conference and for that for that program. Uh, so a lot of it's a huge early uh, and the biggest game in the last two or three years, I think, for the for at least for the Pac-12 is Washington Auburn. Um, you know, if Washington loses that game, then people are going to turn off the sets on the league that's already struggling coming in after a one and eight bowl season. Uh, they could, you know, you can recover from that, but I think the, the, the setting the tone for the season. It's very important that they at least play well in that game uh, for the for the sake of the league. One last quick question back to Ohio State, uh, and it's kind of a downer as we end this interview here, but there was new news with the Ohio State stuff. Zach Smith was arrested uh, for a drunk driving incident in 2013. Does that change this case at all, the likelihood one way or the other that Urban Meyer is coming back? Yeah, maybe. And this gets back to the old days we talked about, you know, the you know, judge being an Ohio State graduate and whether he just looked the other way. This happened all the time. We all know it. Uh, everyone went to school somewhere. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just another – it's sort of a, a you know, part of the mounting evidence of what what were they hiding. And I still don't, I still want to know why they were protecting this guy. I, yeah. I, I still can't believe that they would – People would risk their reputations and their legacies over a receivers coach who was Earl Bruce's grandson. Okay, but are you gonna you're gonna ruin your your program and your reputation to protect this guy? That's why I want to know. I think there's something else there, and we're just gonna have to wait and see what that might be. All right, Chris, excellent job, my friend. Good, uh, yeah. definitely have to do it again. Football season is here, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll do it again. Thanks a lot for stopping by. All right, thank you. Thank All you, right, Chris. thanks a lot, Chris Dufane, formerly of the L.A. Times, now at TMG College Sports. College football, what, uh, less than two weeks away, so I'm definitely looking forward to that. Uh, we do have NFL stuff, though. Khalil Mack, where is he going to end up? I'll tell you what Vegas is saying, and i got to get to some thoughts about Derek Jida. So we'll have that coming up, but first, uh, let's see what's trending. Hi, guys. With the man with the golden tan, even thank though it you is so spray-on, I've Tom never Oney. sprayed on a tan. I, wow. I run shirtless in the hills during the day, Arnie. You, you want to join me someday? No. A little cardio in the hills? <laughs> All right. Hey, with Tiger on the prowl over the weekend, TV ratings for the final round of the PGA Championship on CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System, were 69% higher than they were last year with no Tiger Woods. New York Giants first-round draft pick running back Saquon Bartley pulled his hamstring Uh, in practice today. The story uh, still developing hot. Dot, dot, dot. I know that's your new favorite team, Arnie. Stop with my new favorite team. Stop it. I don't know about what's going on. Hey, he did have one. Did you notice what he did on his first time he touched the ball in the NFL? Yeah, I put that on Twitter. I did not go ahead. Uh, the pro wrestler known as the Anvil has died. He was just 63 years old. Wow. A caboodle of baseball games tonight. The most exciting cards, Nationals. KMOX St. Louis. There's a long one in the left. Get up, baby. Get up. Get up. Get up. Oh, yeah. Cardinals win it on a home run. 
in the bottom of the ninth by Paul DeYoung, the Cardinal shortstop. This Redbird team has been unstoppable. He touches them all, and the Cardinals win this game in the bottom of the ninth on a walk-off home run, 7-6. The voice of the owner of Shannon's Restaurant in St. Louis, but you knew that Mike Shannon, play-by-play voice of the Redbirds Radio Network. Uh, there's three games still in progress, and a game with postseason implications, a game that implies postseason friggin' A's in front of the Mariners, 7-1 to one on the top of the Ooh. eighth. And a game that means nothing in Anaheim. Padres and Angels tied it two, head to the top of the tenth. And a game that means something for the Dodgers. Dodgers in front of the Giants, 2-1 to one in the bottom of the eighth at Chavez Ravine. That's what's trending. I'm Looney. Jason Smith and Mike Harmon are out. Filling in Aaron Torres and a guy who still uses yellow notepad paper to write down his notes. For his so, talk show, do you do you, so, also, do you send email or do you send pigeons? <laughs> God. By the way, I got a yellow legal notepad right in front. You do too. Yeah. I do. I've Who probably are been, you people? I, I've probably been hanging wow. out with Arnie. Too when I much, say you yeah. people, I'm just talking about the whites. Okay. <laughs> Here's Arnie Spanier and Aaron Torres on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, I love it. By the way, get your copy of the newest magazine, uh, newest copy a- magazine. A-A-R-P. Yeah, a magazine. On the cover. What you're on the cover of AARP. So magazine. I, I will never retire. You know why I will never retire? First why of all, I'm in my 30s. But never. number two, <laughs> uh, and I don't save my money, but number two, because your voice never changes. Wow. That's why. Fred, Frinst- Fred Flintstone guy worked till he was 90. Yeah, oh, did he and really? And the guy who, the guy, uh, Peter Thomas, who narrated Forensic Files, he did that, the last, I mean, he, he did that from age 85 to age 95. Wow. Um, I did a Hardee's commercial with my voice. It's not about you. Oh, it's yes, a, it is. Sometimes it could be about it, me. You know, it was about Sometimes. me. It was about Peter Thomas. It was about Fred Flintstone, but it was, <laughs> was not about you. I was going to say, Looney, where do, you, <laughs> where do you find these facts? I feel like there's a lot of... He makes he, them up. No, no I, I do not. No. I feel like there's a lot of like late night at the Looney House. There's a lot of deep dives into some weird places Absolutely. on the internet. That's all I'm saying. Well, that happens too, yes. But yeah. it's also, in order to do this job, Aaron, you have to be a very autodidactic man. and That's what I am. Don't use words Arnie doesn't know. Okay. Let's just go to Clay right. Travis now since the whole show is done. <laughs> all right, all thanks right, a That's lot, what's Luke. trending. Here's the guys. I appreciate it. All right. Um, By the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% of more car insurance with Geico. Uh, Go to geico.com or give them a call, 1-800-947-AUTO. And the only hard part, well, Well, that's Figuring out which way is easier, just going to the website or just calling the phone number. That's the hard part. Wow, I didn't think you were ready. Look at that. I was ready this time. I bring it, baby. Look at that. I bring it. You and your spray-on tan. I love it. Check your email every October. Um, <laughs> Am I on? You've got mail. <laughs> hey, Aaron, um, I know we wanted to get to Khalil Mack a little bit, but I, I wanted to talk about Derek Jeter because I heard um, people go, how could Derek Jeter not be 100% uh, vote for the Hall of Fame? You know, now that we've had the Hall of Fame recently, how could Derek Jeter, he should be the you know 100% getting on him. I do a show up here locally. Uh, obviously, we're uh, one of the affiliates for the Red Sox. Also, we have a lot of Yankee fans out here. I thought Derek Jeter was a hundred percent going to get the vote that nobody could possibly vote against him until the Red Sox fans started calling me up and saying, you do know that Derek Jeter was just an average to good fielder. He was great in everything else, but fielding, he was just like an average to good fielder out there. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Am I missing something here? I, I, is it the Red Sox fans just picking on the Yankee player or something like that? Because I thought Derek Jeter was the, you know, the full, 
you know, the whole package there. I thought he was a great fielder. I thought I thought he was an awesome fielder out there. I I just I'm thinking that people are, you know, not going to vote him as a first time Hall of Famer. There, it's crazy. Listen, no one uh, played a more complete career on and off the field than Derek Jeter did. Uh, but I listen. I I mean. I, would I be surprised if he doesn't get a hundred percent vote? No, because look, this is what voters do. I was in with Rob Parker yesterday. He's an MLB voter. He says that if you're not on his ballot the first year, then you're never getting his vote. But there wow. are well, he just feels like if you're a Hall of Famer, it should be a no doubt about it. And it, I'm not going to change your stats. Aren't going to change. So four, five, six years down the road, I'm yeah, not. Yeah, but some, isn't there like a limit or uh, uh, you know it's cutoff and how many? Yeah, ten players. So suppose you're like the 11th one year, but then you would have been like the fourth or fifth the following year. It depends on you know how tough the list is. I don't think that's quite fair. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you not have that to... he's not going to. Of course, he's going to get in. I just surprised that so many people thought that he was just an average to good fielder. I thought he was one of the greatest of all times. Matter of words, Robert Guerrero, our producer, wake him up from his nap, would you please? Because I know he likes to nap when I fill <sighs> in. Yeah, Robert, what, what's up, what, Barney? What was the fielding percentage of uh, of uh, Derek uh, Jeter? Well, he's won five Gold Gloves according to Wikipedia. I mean, right. uh, Wikipedia doesn't have you on on there at all, Arnie. So I don't know how credible yeah. of a website it is, but they say five Gold Gloves. No, he for... is. Yeah, it's a five gold, five time Gold Glove winner. I know that. Yeah. Derek so, Jeter has a career fielding percentage of ninety seven point six percent. Oh. Take Which that. I thought was good, but you you mentioned that that's not even in the top forty. He in, is actually fortieth all time behind guys like Bucky Dent, Alex Rodriguez, well, you know, Ozzie Smith, the Wizard. Well, Ozzie Smith was one of the best, right? Fielding, he was the best fielding shortstop ever, maybe. Yeah, so you know, so Jimmy Rollins, Jimmy Rollins in the top five. Troy Tulowitzki actually top three. What? Too low. No, Got to put Tulo that's, in. I don't know what I don't know what list you're reading. Then what's wrong with you? But I mean, then again, you got to if you go into the really deep, nerdy, you know, saber metrics of all this yeah. stuff, the DRS, the defensive run save. You know, he's a negative. You know that kind of thing. So stats are for nerds. Yep. stats are killing sports. We might we might talk about Carmelo later, but I love the like the whole oh analytics say this and the Houston Rockets were for a while the most analytically inclined team. Then they signed James Harden, who's never played defense, and now they've signed Carmelo Anthony. So analytics are for losers. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius 1. I wanted to get to Khalil Mack. Vegas is saying Green Bay Packers now the favorite at 3-1 to to land Khalil Mack. Uh, the Raiders at four to one is is he up for the trade? Is he is he on the trading block there, Aaron? I guess I should have asked JT the brick the brick because I'm thinking uh, they want to keep this guy, but they don't have the money to pay him. Well, that's what I'm saying. You'd think they would want to keep him, young guy, obviously incredibly skilled. I is this whole thing weird, Giarni? I mean, because they, they spent money a little recklessly when Gruden first came in, and now it just feels like there's not enough money to sign this guy. And to me, I just feel like, look, I understand that. The sport is changing, that there's more emphasis on offense than ever before, all that stuff. But, I mean, this guy is one of the elite players at his position, and he's young. His best years are ahead of him. I don't know what. I was going to say, what a difference maker he could be on just about any team out there. That's what I'm saying. Jeez. I I don't get it, you know. And, look, to me, I just think, uh, you know, and, and the other thing, too, with this, Arnie, and it's something that I don't think people are talking about enough, but you hear the stories about did John Gruden reach out to him? Uh, did he not? All that stuff. How does that affect the locker room? Like you're John Gruden, you're trying to build the culture of this place and, yeah. and of what you're doing. And you're well, leaving. He, he did call him up, so you know he yeah. did. 
Yeah. Well, well, Khalil Mack said he didn't, though. You know, and I, I know that Gruden has said otherwise. But like the point is, is that you're trying to build this culture. You're trying to leave your stamp on this place, and you're gonna run out or not pay one of the elite defensive players in in the league. To me. I just think it's a bad look. I, I don't know. To me, it's a bizarre story. It wouldn't surprise me if he ends up in Green Bay, but I'm just stunned that it's gotten to this point. All right, a couple of stories I want to get to coming up next. I know you wanted to talk about Carmelo. I want to get to Dez also. Aaron Donald looks like signed, sealed, delivered, and a quick story about Bruce Bowen. Hopefully we get all that in. He's Aaron Torres. I'm Arnie Spanier. We're sitting in for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier in for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon right here on Fox Sports Radio. Take off your uniform. What? The guys were yelling at me at a break. They're going, you're going too fast. You're going too fast. Slow down. Slow down. Relax. Don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me what to do. It's Um, your fourth straight night, right? Yeah. If uh, Steve Kerr calls, can we do uh, me a favor? Ask him to send that NBA championship trophy down to Houston, Texas. Because the Houston Rockets just won the NBA championship. How about that, Aaron? Arnie, you can't really believe that, do you? Why? They were going to win the championship until uh, they had an injury last year. Now they just picked Carmelo to come off off the bench. Why? Why wouldn't I believe that? Why Why would I not believe that, Aaron? Arnie, you know, you talk about Even sports. if they didn't get Carmelo, I would believe that they're better than Golden State like they were last year. Now that they got Carmelo to call off the bench, now they're just that much better. First of all, I love this idea that Carmelo is just going to magically come off the bench. Do you remember what happened the end of the season in Oklahoma City? Yeah, I remember Exit, that, and he was e- laughing about Exit, it. Yeah. There was no laughing. He was not laughing. His exact quote was that it was out of the question that he was going to come off the bench in Oklahoma City. So now he's going to go to Houston, and he's going to be the 11th man, and he's just going to play six minutes a night and be happy about it? I forget I forget about if he's going to be happy. Let's just assume he's going to be happy because he knows what he's getting into when he goes there. You're going to sit here and tell me that the Rockets haven't gotten in so much better with just having him come off the bench when they should have won it last year? No. Oh, you, remember, you, remember, you remember a guy named Trevor Ariza, right? First of all, Trevor Ariza is a better NBA player right now than Carmelo Anthony. Hot take. Because he plays a little defense, he can stretch the floor, he doesn't need the ball every minute, he's not 15 pounds overweight during the season. Sorry, Carmelo, it's true. Uh, I would take Trevor Ariza with that team over Melo, Luke Mba Mute. I mean, the thing that you forget about the Rockets, your Rockets, your beloved Rockets. Yeah, yeah. What do I All those guys were great defensive pieces. I mean, people forget... The reason that they were up 3-2 to two before uh, Chris Paul's hamstring burst into pieces was that they were playing really good defense. And nobody remembers that. Everybody obviously thinks of them. They think of James Harden. Right. They think of, uh, obviously, Chris Paul and the three-point shooting and all this kind of stuff. They were playing phenomenal defense on the Golden State Warriors. That, more than anything else, was the reason they were up 3-2. to two. They were the only team all year that held the Warriors under 100 points in back-to-back games. And uh, and now they just ruined that to go get Carmelo. Anthony. And I, and by the way, since you go to the finals, I'll be seeing you then next summer. Then right? What do you mean? I'm well, confused. The Rockets and the and the Celtics. You'll be coming to Boston, would you not be? 
I mean, if our bosses will send yeah. us, I mean, because I that's who's going to be in the fight. Because it's going to be the Celtics. We already know that. That no. no, that, that. What do you mean? No, so that's wrong. already penned in. It's my it's, matter of fact. This breaking news: Celtics just clinched the Eastern Conference. How about that? My Raptors oh, are going it. to the finals. First is of all, is that in Toronto? They have a team up there. They do. First of all, fifty-nine wins last year with the exchange rate plus Kawhi. That's at least sixty-three <laughs> in twenty nineteen. <laughs> Kawhi's the man. He loves Toronto. He never leaves the hotel room. All he does yeah, is basketball yeah. and sleep. Basketball and sleep. That he doesn't even talk. He hasn't even spoken. I, I, but you, I will you say saw this. the picture him and Masai Ujiri. He yeah. he almost smiled like just a little tiny. Bit. I think that's Photoshop, but that's beside the point. The smile is at least. Um, I will say this: that I'm finally interested in uh, Toronto basketball. So. I'm dying to see how Kawhi is going to play this year. I want to see the ill effects after sitting out most of last year. I want to see if he's the half the player that he used to be and, you know, if people are going to be lining up around the block to go ahead and get him, you know? So let me ask you, back to the Rockets for a second. I don't know whether you're doing the radio thing of just taking the opposite side to argue well, with I, me. I picked, the, I, I picked the Rockets when we were doing the show and they were going to win the championship a different before team, the playoffs though. started. It's a different team. Carmelo, I don't know. I was going to say, you think the who has the more more likely chance of making the Western Conference Finals? You still think it's the Rockets? You still think they're going to the finals? I well, they're not going to be the favorite, but they'll be the second favorite. Uh and and then you got the Lakers at the third favorite. That's what Let I was going to say. Let me tell you, say. it's no it's no cakewalk for Golden State this year. That's for damn sure. Do not they, like it's been. There will be no cakewalk this year. I think the whole conference as a whole is worse. I think the the Rockets are unquestionably worse. I think the Lakers Outside of LeBron James, they got a lot of ad- outside LeBron James. I love the way you say that. Yeah, you know, just a little casual outside. Yeah. I mean, did he not get swept in the finals last year? Yeah, he's no good. Yeah, I mean, he's great. <laughs> he's great. Who's he playing with? Have you watched Michael Beasley? Yeah, I saw him play with nobody in Cleveland. I was on the team in Cleveland. You didn't notice that. Yeah, he was playing with nobody in Cleveland also. It does feel like I do my show on Saturday by myself. So, yeah, yeah. that would make sense that you were in Cleveland. <laughs> He's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Real quick, what did you think about the Clippers letting Bruce Bowen go uh, uh, because they want to get Kawhi Leonard, and he was very critical of Kawhi Leonard? Uh, that story sounded a little made up to me. I'm not gonna like, really. If you if you look at it, first of all, Bruce Bowen said it on Sirius XM Radio. Right, all right. no no disrespect to them, but for that to make headlines and to get him fired. I think either he wasn't very good at his job, they already weren't happy with him. That sounds like Bruce Bowen planting a story to get sympathy for Bruce Bowen. I don't buy that that's why he was let go. Wow. I mean, you may be right about that one. I didn't think about it that way also. So, um, yeah, I would uh, start thinking that they're worried about Kawhi Leonard a year from now. It's the Clippers. It's not the Lakers. It's not the Celtics. It's the Clippers. Two hours are in the books. Power Hour coming up next. Uh, Aaron underscore Torres, if you want to get in. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We're sitting in for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, that's us. That is us. Power Hour of the show. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier in for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. By the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? All you have to do is visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Aaron Torres in Los Angeles. I'm out at the Geico Fox Sports New York slash Vermont Studios. You know you wish you're out here. You know you're getting tired of that traffic there, Torres. You know you're getting tired of just 
going, what, an hour to go two miles? Is that what it pretty much is? I would love to get paid to live somewhere. As you, as we, as you taught me, the state of Vermont gives you $10,000 the second you walk into the state to yeah. live there. You couldn't handle it up here. I, no, only, I grew up I in Connecticut. There's, only, there's four famous people. There's Bernie Sanders. Ben and Jerry and me. That's pretty much it. That's all you How got. famous are you? You're not even on your high school's own Wikipedia page. Yeah, that, that hurts. I I'm, know. I'm crushed. Ben and Jerry, I hear they're big. You know, we had. I, I used to have a crush on a girl in our high school that became a big actress, too. Katie Seagal, we talked about it. No, no. Uh, um, Amy Smart. No, no. Penelope Ann Miller. I don't know yeah. if you know her. Oh, I saw her on the Wikipedia page. I saw a lot of people on the Wikipedia yeah. page. None of them named Artie Spanier. Very upsetting to me. You know, I thought for sure, uh, you know, top 10 sportscaster would, you know, award winning. What top 10 what? Top 10 where? What top well, 10? Well, top five. I was one year uh, in the uh, Herald Examiner. I was number one in the bottom five. The Herald? Ex- and, that sounds made up. And No, no. Uh, number one in the bottom five. Oh, and yeah. I was number five in the bottom five. So one year I was the best of the worst. And the other year, I was the worst of the worst. So I'm not sure which one I was at the time, but that's what I got going for me. And the funny part is when it came out, my bosses would say, don't, don't pay attention to it. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. And the guy that won number one was my partner, and they threw a party for him. So well, I'm like, how can I not worry? You just throw a party for him, but you tell me not to worry about it. Well, so. the other thing is when you do Google, uh, as we discussed probably about maybe six weeks ago, so when you type in Arnie Spanier into Google, one of the autofills is net worth, Arnie Spanier net worth. It was it, $17? It doesn't say, but if you go down the page, it does go to a link of the Valley's most annoying talkers, Arnie Spanier. Oh, does it really, huh? Yeah. So you well, want to have a lot award. more money when my mother-in-law kicks. That's for damn sure. So. <laughs> Are we on wait, the air? Wait. Are we on the air? Hello? I was going to say. Uh, Am I on? Unreli- I love my mother-in-law, okay? I love her. It sounds like, yeah, yeah. It sounds like uh, you're Just counting don't be minutes. spending my inheritance, would you please? All right. Oh, we got a lot wait, to wait. Two, two things really quick. <laughs> yeah, One, yeah, first ahead. of all, you still get Carl's Jr.'s check because you uh, used to get checks every day from Carl's Jr., right? Yeah, uh, myself and uh, Norm MacDonald. Norm MacDonald was the voice of the star, <laughs> the Hardee's Carl's Jr. star. Yep. And I was voice of Chucky, the stunt star. And, uh, no, I don't get checks anymore. All I said was uh, two words and a grunt. I went, oh, thanks, Star. Uh, and that was pretty much it. Oh, you're laughing. You want to see how much money I got? Yeah, who's laughing now, huh? Well, it sounds like not that much because you're still waiting for your, your mother-in-law. Who... Well, let me tell you something. I used to get checks anywhere between $25 and $150, and we have about 100 checks, and that lasted for about eight months. Wow. What would you do with yeah, that money? now who's laughing, huh? Just Probably not your mother-in-law. Saying two words, huh? Probably not your mother-in-law. She's not. Yeah, laughing. that's for damn sure. So, but by the way, last quick question before we actually talk sports: When is this Donna Dierko story coming? Coming at the bottom of the hour. Well, bottom of the hour. You you said two hours ago. Are oh, you coming. want it now? Yeah. Come on, we can talk sports anytime. I was in Vegas, right? This was before I was getting married. It was the it was two weekends before I was getting married. I was there for a fight. Don't even really remember. Um, and I was with the, uh, at the at the, in Vegas with a bunch of friends. I want to say about six, seven friends, and a friend of mine got us a free, um, uh, you know, uh, suite in in the hotel, and we were just gonna have a big bash. This was like my bachelor party, okay? So nice. uh, Donna was making the rounds. She was in Playboy, and everybody was on uh, Radio Row, and uh, 
she, you know, she had she was the centerfold, and she showed us the pictures. She came on the radio show. She signed the autograph. <laughs> Look, I'm choking just telling the story. Wow. I'm, I'm getting, getting all flustered. Up, yeah. And um, so, you know, I didn't think anything of it. She did our show. She went on. Seven o'clock comes around. Everybody's wrapping up their shows because you know afternoon drive time goes to six or seven, whatever. And we're wrapping up the show. And she comes back. She goes, I just want to thank you. You were the funniest out of all the hosts. And, yeah, she's talking to me. I go, well, thank you, Donna. That's very nice of you. She goes, so, where are we all going out tonight? Wow, Artie. Yeah. Yeah. You devil. Yeah. Where are are we going out tonight? You know, I I think it was where are we going out drinking tonight. And I'm like, um, uh, and I got to tell you, this is the first time in my life, and I, I talk on the radio for a living, the words couldn't come out. I, I couldn't. I couldn't get the word. I went ah, oh, yeah, I, I, hey, you know, like I was, like I was having a stroke or something. I couldn't talk. I was like, um, I don't know. I'm going back home to Phoenix. What? And I got my, yeah, Arnie. I packed up my, I packed up my stuff, and I, uh, and I got the next flight and went back home to Phoenix. While my friends kind of just partied that weekend in in, in Vegas. Is that horrible? Is that like the way? That's the biggest regret of my life. Yeah, it's the biggest regret of my life too. It's the big, the biggest regret of my life. Think I was going to say we had like a a mad affair or something like that? I mean, it would have made for good radio. It would have been better radio. The tease was not nearly as much as the payoff. No, it's it's a great story. and, and she look, was in Baywatch, if people don't remember. Yes. She's super hot. I yeah. remember. Yes. Uh, how can I you think do- she's married to a, a, one of those crazy band guys. I forget what band it is. You know Nikki what I mean? Nikki Six until, from 96 until 2007. So when did you get married? I think this was, this was, uh, I got married in, this was before I got married. So I got married in 95. So this wow. Was a, yeah. Right before she got married. So she when was she heartbroken. Figured out, she figured out she couldn't get me. So she had to get married with somebody else. Wow. So she just took Nikki Six, the rocker, was her rebound guy and ended up being her husband because she was so heartbroken that you turned her down. That you what lied have to her. I said, well, we're going out here partying tonight like crazy. By I way, was getting married in two weeks. What did you want me to do? Invite her out. But listen, everyone knows Invite the ba- her out. Everyone knows the bachelor party hey, isn't for the bachelor; it's for all let's his go friends. To McDonald's, yeah, yeah, that's hey, true. McDonald's. <laughs> come, uh, no, I, I, I think you could have found a place in Vegas to have a couple beverages. <laughs> you listen, think so? I hey, re- is there a bar around here? <laughs> I respect the sanctity of your marriage. Thank but you. I'm Thank sure you. that if you, cl- if you don't respect it, I was just too nervous. No, I'm just kidding. I'm it, just kidding. If you had six friends with you, the way that you claim, which I feel is 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 the most un believable part of this story that six yeah. people would choose I, that to hang is out with hard you. to believe that is true yeah. come on you got to throw one of your guys a uh, uh throw him a bone there you know i mean you got to help a guy out i mean what, what, what did they not have wingmen back in I, in 1994 know, or what it, wow and it was 95 and it probably was the most regrettable thing of my life so yeah i don't, don't think i haven't thought about that a few million times well i'm just uh, saying, between then and now I she's guess. divorced so you is know. she divorced now yeah I'm she got divorced, divorced in 2007 Okay, I'm not. It says she though. lives in Vermont too. Yeah, That's after so my weird. after my wife hears this, I'll be divorced. I promise you that. Listen, Mrs. Spanier, I had yeah. nothing to do with it. I just yeah, wanted exactly. to hear the story. I'm just saying she's divorced. All That's right, all. so that that's my. You know, I think the hot tub story with me, Ben Maller, and the four topless women was a lot better. Well, and I'll than, t- than that one. I was gonna say she is doing big things too. I mean, obviously, she's best known for Baywatch, but yes. yes. She was also in uh, Nanny Surveillance this year, so that oh, was a big— I should have known that. That's a, that's a big one. I, I don't know what the hell that is. 
also was in Roadies in 2016. She played yeah. Roberta, a.k.a. Red Velvet. You have to go ahead and look up my nude scene I did with, uh, um, <laughs> what's her name? Uh, I, I can't remember her first name. Her last name was Fusco. Fusco. I can't remember her first name. I did a nude scene with her uh, in one of the movies. Oh, in one of the uh, American Pie movies. Oh, yeah. Shannon Elizabeth. No, her name was Fusco. That was her last name. F-U-S-C-O. Google, uh, it, it will come up. But, uh, yeah, we did a nude scene together, and I told my wife I was getting paid $10,000 to do the nude scene, but I was, I was doing it for free. I, I just wanted to do the nude scene. <laughs> you just me. showed up, and there was a restraining yeah. order. It's a long story. Yeah. yeah. No, no they just, I just wanted to do it for free. It was, and it took us three hours. Wow. Uh, to, to, oh, best three hours of my life. Was, All right, enough of that. Look, Come on now. Enough of that. I don't want to talk sports. How can I talk Tiger Enough now? of that for crying out talk loud. Talk about Tiger. Getting, you in a nude yeah. scene for three hours. That's... You're a little tiger yourself stuff, yeah. there, buddy. It's all right. You can say uh, it. Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. Uh, we talked about Tiger to open up the show. Uh, and I, look, I, I'm a big Tiger fan. I really could care less about golf unless Tiger's on the leaderboard. I heard everybody today talking about how great this is, great for golf. We're talking more about the second-place guy than the first-place guy uh, ever imaginable. Um, this is the only reason why I watch golf is for Tiger, and the ratings showed that it was up uh, 70% at that point, Aaron. Yeah, as we said earlier in the show, our buddy Colin Cowherd has said it, he doesn't just move the needle, he is the needle. It was uh, unbelievable, really, to see the number of people on social media just rushing to the TV to watch Tiger, and I thought this was a good sign. I mean, look, we all saw the stats today that over the course of the British Open and the PGA Championship, the last two majors, that he actually has the lowest aggregate score of any golfer, and so clearly, yeah, he's playing his best golf in years. I would ask you this, Arnie, do you believe... Because this is now the topic, right? He was so close yesterday. Yeah, but, it, but well, the topic is if this is going to build momentum. But the answer is no, because we got to wait eight months. Now, maybe in eight months, are we all going to say, "Remember what Tiger did"? Remember what Tiger did? But it, it's it's going to lose uh, it's going to lose its momentum by then. Yeah, well, I will say, um, I, I saw some Masters odds, some early Masters odds, and Tiger's right at the top. I mean, he's not number one, but he's right up there. Jordan Spieth, uh, Dustin Johnson. Roy and that's Mac- because they, they don't want well they don't want to get burned just in case he does make a run at this thing where they have to pay out like a hundred to one or something. Yeah, and he's going to elicit the most bets. So let me ask you this: the guy is forty three, uh, forty two years old. He'll be forty three by the end of this year. By the time yeah. the next Masters, there's a lot of buzz that he's going to win another major before his career. Well, is. if you finish in second in in back to back majors, what what makes you think he can't win them? I didn't say he couldn't win one. I'm not right. saying he can't win one. I was asking, do you think he will win one? I do think he will win. You do. I, I mean, maybe it's more wishful thinking yeah. than anything else, but I, I really think he does. I mean, the way he's swinging now and his confidence level and the way he's put all the bad things behind him, um, he looks almost like the Tiger of old. And the fact that he was not even hitting the fairways today, it wasn't even supposed to be that great of a round. He could even add a much better round than he put up today. He could have won this thing. So, yeah, I, I think he will uh, win when it's all said and done. Yeah, my concern is just the health. I mean, he, he I mean, this is a guy, like, people forget, uh, like, not that long ago, the guy literally couldn't walk. Couldn't right. walk. And he's had a, uh, four back surgeries, five knee surgeries. And Jeez. Yeah, like, I uh, listen, I'm as guilty as anybody. I got caught up in the moment yesterday. Obviously, uh, I was doing radio. I know yeah, you Yeah, but were- I asked you an hour one, would you have been caught up? 
if I told you the NFL games were in full swing and this was a month from now on a Sunday or college football in Michigan and Notre Dame was on, let's be honest, I'm, I'm maybe paying attention to what Tiger's doing uh, down the stretch, but I'm watching Michigan-Notre Dame. Listen, I, first of all, a Saturday is different than a Sunday in golf. Um, I, I think that everybody, if Tiger was in the hunt, I think everybody's at least kind of monitoring on Saturday, and I think they're flipping back and forth on Sunday to whatever the game is because I really believe, I mean, this is a guy who was un, indisputably the best player in golf. There was nobody Yeah, but close. that doesn't matter, though. Being the best player in golf doesn't matter. It's, See, it's because he's, I disagree. he's well, it's I, just well. There's a, when when he wasn't playing the best player in golf, whoever that was over the last five to ten years, we couldn't care less about that person. Of course, because it's not Tiger Woods. I mean, well, imagine that's the point. Yeah, imagine LeBron James wins a you know he wins a couple championships or Kevin Durant. Let's use Kevin Durant. He wins this championship we just saw. Right? He's right. the villain. He's the enemy. He ruined the NBA. Then he has a couple injuries, maybe an off the court incident. And it takes him 10 years to get back to the NBA Finals. You're not watching because I just feel like it's not just that it's Tiger Woods, arguably at his peak, the greatest golfer ever. It's the fall was so far. I just feel like if he ever is in contention on a Sunday at a major, it will be must-watch TV regardless of what it's going up against. He's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at Stinking Genius One. We're sitting in for Jason Smith and Michael Harmon. When we get back, we'll wrap up the first week of the preseason. Just some thoughts on that. So that's coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, good evening, everyone. Aaron Torres, Arnie Spanier. We're in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon right here on Fox Sports Radio. Busy Monday night. Uh, another fill-in day. The guys will be back tomorrow, though, so do not worry. They'll be back all week long. They're, they've been filling in for everybody, for crying out loud. Uh, week one of the preseason now in the books. Thank goodness football is finally here. I count the preseason as football finally here. Uh, just a few news and notes about that. Sam Darnold uh, taking the first-team reps uh, over the last couple days. He's going to be the starter. A lot of these rookie quarterbacks – um, after one preseason game, teams are going, ah, let's get them in there. They look good. Uh, let's get them the starting spot. That looks like Sam Darnold will get the start uh, for the New York Jets, Aaron. I totally agree. He was phenomenal. See, now I'm a Baker Mayfield guy. Right. I thought from day one he should be the starter. But if you look at Sam Darnold during his days at USC, he was obviously phenomenal two seasons ago when USC goes to the Rose Bowl. But last year he was very much uh, – he regressed. There's no other way to put it. Threw a lot of interceptions, made a lot of bad decisions. And I thought, obviously, look, you look at Sam Darnold. He has all the physical tools. He seems to have a good head on his shoulders. You talk to NFL people. There was never a question that he would eventually figure it out. But to see him look as good as he did in that opener, it's a great sign for Jets fans, which is something we don't say very often. Well, who do you start if you're Cleveland? Baker Mayfield was 11 to 20 for 212 yards and two touchdowns. Ty Taylor, 5 of 5. Um, I think they plan on starting Ty Taylor. I would have to start Baker Mayfield, say the new era is upon us, and, you know, let's see what we can do. I, nothing against Taylor. I'm sure he could do a good job, but Baker Mayfield's the quarterback of the future. The future is here. Or do you wait a little bit and see what Taylor can do for you because he's the veteran? You tell me, Aaron. Well, I was going to say, it's weird because if you kind of read the tea leaves, Hugh Jackson is really the only one that keeps saying, Baker Mayfield, there is no quarterback competition. Baker Mayfield will not be starting. 
Uh, we saw, I don't know if well, you, I would just say that anyway, but go ahead. I, I think it's to protect Baker Mayfield, but the problem is you have guys in the locker room like Jarvis Landry comes out after the first exhibition. They ask him about the quarterback controversy, and he says the best player will play. I don't know how closely you're watching um, Hard Knocks, but like Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator, basically came to Hugh Jackson and and implied that he thinks Baker Mayfield should be more in consideration for that starting spot. Look, it's, it seems clear that for whatever reason, I don't know if Hugh Jackson d- either didn't want Baker Mayfield or he really believes in Tyrod Taylor. I don't know what it is, but it seems like there's some weird discord in that organization. Surprise, surprise. I think that Baker Mayfield is starting sooner rather than later. You know, it's really funny. I, I was with Rob Parker yesterday, and people forget this happened with the Texans last year. Do you remember this? Like, at all camp, it was, no, Tom Savage is the guy. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. three quarters in the first game, Tom Savage has you down 30 points. They put in Deshaun Watson, and he kept that job until he got hurt. I don't know that it's quite that bad because Tyrod Taylor is a better quarterback, but I think Mayfield gets starting sooner rather than later. Well, another quarterback situation, Jameis Winston, who's going to have early suspension. He was good. They played him in the first preseason game. I think it was like 11 or 13 for over 100 but who makes the start while his suspension? Ryan Griffin looked good, the kid that's been around for four or five years from Tulane, or you just go with Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's been the habitual backup guy, but I'll start when you need an emergency, and somehow he always ends up starting. You know, which way do you go there? Well, I, I don't think it really matters because I am looking— They're going to be in a bad situation, well, right? Yeah, I mean, first of all, they are probably the least talented team in that division. Here are their first three games, Arnie. At New Orleans, Eagles at home— Steelers at home. Yeesh. Yeah, I don't think it really matters. To be yeah, no, you're right. It doesn't really matter on that. Um, just a couple of other notes that we took away from week one of the preseason. Um, I am really down on the Patriots. They were down 17 nothing. Uh, ended up, I think it was like 17-3 going to the halftime. Their first team looked bad. Uh, there were reports today. Well, first of all, we know that Julian Edelman's going to miss the first four games. Eric Decker having a case of the drops out there. Uh, it... it it's, and, of course, Sony Michelle with a knee injury, I don't think it's going to be. And, you know, they've lost Nate Solder on the offensive line that protects Brady. I don't think it's going to be such an easy run for the Patriots like it's been the last uh, decade or so. So we've talked about this over the last couple of days. So, first of all, I, I'm not worried because it's Tom Brady, because it's Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick went. And Brady's got a bad back. Bill Belichick went 3-1 and one without Tom Brady a couple years ago. He nearly got to the playoffs with Matt Castle. They went 11-5. and five. Here's the bigger question, though. Even if you think Brady's going to take a step back, even if you think his back's hurt, he's not the same, the Patriots are done. Who is stepping up in that division? Because I know we like Sam Darnold, but he is not putting that organization on his back and getting them into the playoffs. Uh, certainly not a it division. It could be title. Miami. You think Miami really? Tannehill. Well, Ryan Tannehill's back. I always thought he was a good quarterback, that he was underrated. And, of course, the injury didn't help at all there. I'm not so sure that he's not going to lead Miami. I, I think on paper they look like they're a better team. I, the Patriots are no great shakes this year. It doesn't look like it. Are they great shakes any year, though? I mean, every Well, yeah, they were. I mean, I mean, they're phenomenal with the end result. But at the beginning, you look at this team on paper. It kind of reminds me of Alabama in college. It's a little bit different because of the, the talent disparity between Alabama and some of its competition. But I feel like every year with Alabama, we look at them and we say something. Last year, they lost Lane Kiffin. What are, what are they going to do? New offensive coordinator. year before, they lose Car- Kirby Smart. What are they going to do? They've lost quarterbacks. Now this year, they have a quarterback controversy. And every year, 
they're always in the mix at the end. They don't win the championship every year. Nobody does. That's just how I feel about the Patriots. I just feel like as long as you have Belichick, certainly if you have Belichick and Brady, you're in the mix to win it all. But as long as you have Belichick, you're in pretty good shape. I'm not worried about him as you are. Yeah, everybody, you know, what what team I'm still not iffy about, I don't think it's going to be a great year for them, um, Dallas Cowboys. Obviously, Philadelphia is the class of the division. It looks like Washington will be the fourth-place team, which means it's going to be the Giants and the Cowboys fighting it out. And I don't got a lot of confidence in my Giants after that first preseason game, Aaron. Yeah, see, I, I'm, on, I'm on the opposite side of you on this one. I look at the Giants. I just think, look, last year, everything that could go wrong did. One, we have to assume there's a talent upgrade or a coaching upgrade with Ben McAdoo now doing whatever it is that Ben McAdoo's doing, but he's not coaching the Giants. Uh, but you add, obviously, Saquon Barkley, Odell Beckham's healthy. The offensive line, you just mentioned Nate Solder leaving New England, going to the, to, to the Giants. I'm not so – look, I don't think they're, uh, uh, they're going to win the division, but I could see 9-7. and seven. I could see them being in the mix in the final weekend to get a playoff berth. I don't think they were nearly as bad as the record indicated last season, this being the Giants. So what about Jimmy G? Give me a Jimmy G take because everybody loves Jimmy G now. Uh, they love him more than he was dating a porn star. But everybody thinks that San Francisco is one of those teams that can go from worst to first and to watch out for them. I'm, I'm intrigued. I, I, you know, if, if San Francisco's playing, all of a sudden I'm tuning in to see what Garoppolo's going to do, Aaron. Yeah, I am. I think intrigued is the right word. I'm not sold that they're ready to make that leap from worst to first only because the Rams are still in this division. And, and something that I said uh, throughout over the last couple days is just the fact that that hearing the Rams talk about kind of the culture that Sean McVay has brought to that place. I mean, sometimes we look at Sean McVay, he's so young. But I heard Aqib Tlaib last week just really emphasizing that that Sean McVay is the leader he is the guy that we all fall behind. Whatever it is, Sean McVay has it. And because of it, I was a little worried. I thought maybe there's too many personalities. And Dominican Sue, Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, Brand, all these guys. Now, hearing Aqib Tlaib say that makes me feel better. I still think the Rams are the team to beat in this division. I think there's no doubt, though, that the, the 49ers should be much, much improved. I'm dying to see what the Blake Bortles is going to do for an encore. If this was all smoke and mirrors, if the guy's maybe really turning the corner and going to earn some of that new three-year contract that he signed, I don't think he's all as bad as everybody's making him out to be, to be honest. Well, let me ask you this. We talk about worst to first. My problem with the the Jags, and I'll be curious to hear what you have to say, I just feel like that division, if Sean Deshaun Watson excuse me, and Andrew Luck are healthy, that's just a completely different division. And I don't know, Jacksonville won a lot of games that they – that are going to be much more challenging this year. They went 4-0 against Indy and Houston. I don't think those wins are there to be had this year, and I think for that reason I'm down on Jacksonville more than everybody else, more so because of everybody else in the division than the Jags themselves. I'm not down on Jacksonville because the, uh, the AFC is not a good conference. I always said that the AFC East is the worst division in all of sports. That's why Brady's had the career that he's had. But, uh, yeah, the AFC uh, conference, horrible. So, you don't have to be really on top to go to the Super Bowl. You just have to get yourself into the playoffs. Jacksonville certainly capable of doing that. No, no doubt about that. Um, matter of fact, uh, did you see how the Dodgers lost? We're going to get into that. Unbelievable. First, though, 
Let's check in with Looney and see what's trending out there. What's going on, Looney? Okay, guys, uh, with Tiger on the prowl over the weekend, TV ratings in the final round for the PGA Championship on the Columbia Broadcasting System, better known by its gangster name, CBS, 69% higher than they were last year with no Tiger. New York Giants first-round draft pick, running back Saquon Barkley pulled his hamstring in practice Monday, developing hot, dot, dot, dot. The pro wrestler known as the Anvil has died. He was 63 years old. The last late-night liberal left-coast baseball games have all ended. The Red Hot A's won the American League West. Brew ha ha in Northern California. Oakland marinated Seattle 7-6, and it wasn't that close. It was Clayton Kershaw and the Dodgers against Madison Bumgardner and the Giants tonight in La La Land. And the Dodger bullpen melted down again without their closer, Kenley Jansen. Arnie and Aaron will have details coming up. Giants did the Dodgers 5-2. And in a game that was played in Anaheim only because it was, it was on the schedule and tickets had been sold, so they couldn't really cancel it. Uh, Angels 6 Padres three. That's what's trending. I'm Looney. We now forge forth into the night. Sitting in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. It's Arnie Spanier and Aaron Torres on Fox Sports Radio. And one quick note, Arnie. Yeah, well, Ryan Tannehill stinks. Well, God. Thank why? you. There's this weird belief that some people still hang on to about Ryan Tannehill, and I don't get it. Let's just go with the facts. Take a and, look at the numbers. He's and no, Looney will no tell good. everybody his favorite team in January, so stay tuned for that. And here's another thing, too. Ryan wow. Tannehill. Ryan, Ryan Tannehill hasn't played in like two years. Well, he's healthy now. You know who's played more recently than Ryan Tannehill? Andrew Luck. I thought you were going to tell me yeah. Colin Kaepernick. No, by the way, Colin Kaepernick's had numbers with the 49ers just as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. Somehow Garoppolo gets it. Garoppolo is a hope. That's all he is. He's just wow. a, he's a hope. There's nothing real to him. Same thing with that curly-haired guy in the Kansas City Chiefs who's had a good preseason game once. <laughs> now they're going to give him the franchise. Well, Don't get me going. I'll say it's that, it. the Casey is that weird thing, though, right, where, like, I always feel like why don't these teams draft the next guy? It, we've, I was talking to Rob Park about this yesterday. Yeah. You have a 15-year track record that this is the way to do it. With right. the Packers, with Favre and Rodgers, obviously the Colts lucked into Andrew Luck. Right. But there's a pretty good track record. But I also feel like KC may have uh, uh, sped up the process a little too much. But, yeah, when you, well, you, when you got a guy who's the number one quarterback 16 out of 17 weeks with the NFL passer rating and you give him up, you're out of your mind. That's Alex a- Smith was never better, ever, than he was last year with the Kansas City Chiefs, and they got rid of him. They're nuts. You can only lose so many It'll playoff be seven games. and nine. Before the fans start turning on you, that's for damn sure. Thanks a lot, sure. Tom Woody. Yeah. Hey, real quick, uh, yeah. Aaron, does does oh. Colin Kaepernick uh, ever play in the NFL again? Then, no, I don't think so. I mean, I I think the ship has sailed because of a few different reasons. I mean, look, he's been out of the league for two full seasons now, and but look, not by injury, so that that's not. A, a but big here's the deal. thing: he was never uh, a hyper. I mean, the skills that he did have. Went As, to the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. Trent Dilfer went to the Super Bowl. He's not coming back this year. Well, that's not a negative, though. No, it's not a negative. But here's the fact. He'll be 31 years old before the end of the season, two years removed from the league. He's never been a traditional quarterback, always relied more on his legs. I just don't know that at his age, with his skill set, that it behooves anybody to bring him into into their organization. The other thing is, 
Yeah. We we still three years later have never gotten a clear picture on what exactly he is looking for. In an no, we haven't. He and, never really. He don't. Did, did he ever do like sixty minutes? No. Oprah, anything like that? You know. No, and that's what I'm saying is is he a guy that expects to have a starting quarterback? Does he is he comfortable being a backup? I mean, we've heard. You know, we always hear that teams they don't want to bring him in. He'll be a distraction as a backup. But we've also heard, and as you just alluded to, Arnie, you're 100% correct, we don't know if he's willing to take a backup role. I mean, I would think at this point, being two years removed from football, he would be, but I what, don't what, what Was it Seattle that said they wanted to bring him in? But oh, I forgot what exactly happened. He, they well, wanted to talk to him, or he didn't want to talk to him? I don't know. Yeah, they brought him in for a tryout like three, like two years ago, right when he first got cut, and then they were supposed to bring him in this year, and something happened. There was a... Uh, I, I think there was like a flight delay, but then uh, it was, uh, I, I guess the story is, as I look at it now, was that it got out that he didn't plan on stopping the kneeling. And this was, of course, right in the midst of the NFL trying to figure out what their policy was and all that. By the way, this is one of the big beefs that I have with Colin Kaepernick. I think he's a hypocrite because if you remember – Right after the season where he obviously famously was was kneeling every game, right there was a report that came out where he said that he was done kneeling, that he felt like his point had been proven. Oh, he, if somebody if somebody would sign him, you mean? Yes, he yeah. said it. You can Google Google Adam Schefter because Adam Schefter was the guy that broke that story. People forget he said that he was done kneeling, and this has always been my criticism of Colin Kaepernick. I think that at a certain point. Uh, he realized that it was more beneficial to his long-term career brand whatever to become a social activist. And if it's stuff that he believes in, I have no problem with it. But I do think that he realized the the long-term play is to be a social activist, not an NFL quarterback. People forget he told Adam Schefter or somebody from his camp told Adam Schefter following that 2000-whatever-it-was, 15 season when he last played, March 2017, he said it as I as I see it now yeah. that he was willing to stop taking a knee, right. and now all of a sudden he wants to take a knee again. That to me, that's my biggest personal beef with with Colin Kaepernick. I have no problem if you have a stance, if you have something you believe in, you want to stand up for it. But it feels like he has flip flopped based on what's convenient for his narrative. He's Aaron underscore Torres. I'm at stinking genius one. Did you see how the Dodgers lost today? Um, they were up two to one in the ninth. Clayton Kershaw pitching a gem, uh, four hits, one run going into the ninth. He had nine strikeouts. Then it all falls apart. San Francisco put up a four spot in the ninth. They don't have the closer. Talking about the Dodgers, obviously Jensen's out for like a month now. It looks like, and it's already destroyed the Dodgers in like three of those games. They lose. Bumgarner had a good game, uh, gave up seven hits and two earned runs in six innings. One of them was a blast. But uh, overall, Dodgers lose again. This is just crushing them, you know? It is crushing them. First of all, they're your Dodgers. So, My Dodgers, uh, yes. The, the kiss of death, unfortunately, has uh, struck its ugly head again. They might not make the playoffs. They're, they're, it's going to be quite a battle. Well, I don't mean to be that guy. Be that guy, though. But if the, play, if the season ended today, they would be on the outside looking in. Now, there's still six weeks left in the regular season. But yeah. if it did end today, they would be on the outside looking in. And here's the reality is at this point, you can't really do much to shore up your bullpen or, frankly, any deficiency that you have. So it's not looking good for the Dodgers. It's been a weird year. You know, living in L.A., they started really slow, all kinds oh, of injuries. Oh, horrible. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, 
yeah, they got guys playing out of position. It just feels like this might not be the year. I mean, obviously, look. Well, they're only a game out now. I mean, Arizona, Colorado, and the Dodgers all separated only by one game. Yeah, but if you look at the Dodgers, 5-5 five and five in their last 10, and I just think that this is – it's just one of those years. I mean, look, this time last year the Dodgers were on basically a historic run where they were winning every single night. They were in – you know, they were on pace to, to win uh, an insane amount of games. They cooled off towards the back end of the season. And so I just feel like as you look at this team, it just feels like some years – Everything lines up. It's your year. Things go right. I feel like this is the year it is not happening for the Dodgers. How about the Red Sox? Also, I'm out here in Boston country. Red Sox are 50 games over 500. they They've got the best record in baseball. They may have the record for the most wins. They're on pace to win 114. It's 116 by Seattle. Matter of fact, I think it's 114 or 115 they're on pace to win. They are just crushing it, and nobody even really – is anybody noticing what they do? They may have the one and number two MVP voting. In Mookie Betts and J.D. Martinez may go one and two. And Chris Sale, not that bad either. He might be the uh, one of the top two or three for Cy Young. That I was just going to ask you, Arnie. I was going to say, am I just not a baseball guy or are people not talking about this? Because I feel like, I don't know, I don't feel like anyone is talking about the fact that Boston, being one of the two or three franchises that everyone seems to always be focused in on, is having a historically great season I don't know. I feel like it's. I feel like now it's just starting to pick up steam. But I mean, they are a full ten games ahead of the Yankees right now. Unbelievable what they're doing. I know. I'm sure you guys are talking about it a lot in Boston. Oh, I feel like it's underreported out here. Well, it, now it's just like uh, you know they have a ten game lead over the Yankees. So you know it's just wasting time or stalling time until they go ahead and get to the playoffs because obviously they're going to win the division now. So. Oh, that's what's going on here. People just waiting for the Red Sox to get into the playoffs. We'll see how they do there. Uh, and remember now, Price has been miserable in the playoffs and miserable against the Yankees. So that's another thing to take a look for. Last segment, we'll give you all our picks. But when you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of those irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get a short list of those qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post the job in minutes. Set up a screener question based on your job requirements. Then zero in on those qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right, good evening, everyone. Final segment of the show, Aaron Torres, Arnie Spaniers, sitting in for Jason Smith and Mike Harmon. Before we give our picks, though, let's get to the Geico Play of the Day. Here's a long one in the left. Get up, baby. Get up. Get up. Get up. Oh, yeah. Cardinals win it on a home run in the bottom of the ninth by Paul DeYoung, the Cardinals shortstop. And the Cardinals win this game in the bottom of the ninth on a walk-off home run, 7-6. Wow. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on your car insurance. Walk-off home run. Cardinals shortstop, Paul DeYoung. Cardinals beat the Nationals, 7-6. Cardinals now two games back of the Phillies. 
in the wild card race. So uh, that's what's going on in but, Major League Baseball. I was, was going to say, Arnie, like the best conversation we ever had on one of our shows was the day that uh, Mike Bethini got fired as the uh, coach, oh, yeah. the, the manager of the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. We were rocking that. A lot of people were, were getting into that whole thing. And um, I'm still waiting to see what's going to happen with Mike Sosha. Is he going to be back? Is he not going to be back? They they said this was going to be his last year after that 10-year contract. Um, uh, people already wrote him off. He said that's uh, poppycock. Yeah. Yeah. Great use of the word poppycock, by yes. the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No doubt about that. Let's get to our picks. Give us a little music. Put us in the mood. I went 0-5 on the preseason games last week. I thought preseason was the free season. It is. I should be fired for that. Yeah, I should many be fired. I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of myself because I pride myself on giving game winners. I pride myself on something like this because the preseason is the free season. So I'm going to make up for it. I'm going to go 5-0. and We start at the top where Philadelphia's taking on New England. The Patriots are pathetic. And now you're going to give me three points in the preseason. I'm taking it. Give me Philadelphia plus the three because I don't think New England has any first-team offense to put points on the board. They got a guy named Tom Brady. This is revenge for last year's Super Bowl. New England wins at home. It's not even close. The fans storm the field. Unbelievable. <laughs> the fans storm the field. I'm so down on my Giants that I'm going to go against them until they prove me wrong. I'm going to take Detroit in the second preseason game. I've got to lay three, but I'll do it because the Giants look so pathetic, and now Barkley's not going to play because of the hamstring. Give me Detroit minus the three. All right, I'm going to stay on Friday. We got Buffalo at Cleveland. Ooh. Hide the women, hide the children. This is going to be a big one. Baker Mayfield uh, puts his stamp on this team. Further proof that he should be the starter. I say a little four touchdowns, 280 yards. That's what Baker Mayfield does. He has a big day, and the quarterback controversy gets that much more controversial. If you're telling me my Dolphins are no good, okay, They're no well, good. see. All right, then. Carolina at home laying three and a half. We know Carolina's got a pretty good defense from one all the way down. I like this team a lot this year. They could be one of the sleeper teams if you're not paying attention to them. Still not sure what to make of my Dolphins. I want to really see what Tannehill's going to do under some uh, more action. It was very limited in game one, but as of now, give me Carolina minus the three and a half over my Dolphins. Very good. I'm I'm browsing this schedule. Let me see what game intrigues me. I will go how about Seattle, Los Angeles? I don't know what the line is, but I don't think it matters. Seattle not only has the worst offensive line in the NFL, it's got one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen. I love Russell Wilson. I love what remains of that defense. But that offensive line is atrocious. Bad news against a very good LA Chargers defense. Chargers big at least 60 points well maybe not 60 but they're gonna win big you like that I got two you two like more that? picks I'm going with the Rams pick them over the Raiders because I'm not believing the Raiders at all this year and I like Houston minus one and a half against the San Francisco 49ers there Aaron all right I will go with the Rams as well because I am uh, a big Rams guy because I, I laid out the reasons why earlier in the show gonna go off the grid Back to the prediction of the century, my Toronto Raptors, Eastern Conference champions. It's only August. Mark it down now. Kawhi loves that hotel room that he's living in, sleep and basketball. That's why he's smiling so much. Raptors are your Eastern Conference champions. Wow. All right, there you go. Um, On Twitter, Fernando says, remember, it's going to be the Red Sox and Cubs 
in the Winter Classic. Could very well be. He also says Rams and Patriots in the 2019 Super Bowl. He's checking in from Las Vegas. Well, uh, he's got to he's got to check in on that Winter Classic. That they play hockey there in the in the Winter Classic. But hey, you know we appreciate the little the troller says, "Oh my God, please stop!" Arnie in a nude scene and a hot tub with Ben Maller is Feel way sick. too much of a frightening image on radio for all of us. I'm yeah. out. Yeah, I'm out too after that. I, I Scott said even... nude scene. Your wife doesn't even want to see that. That's Can't true. do it. Smartest thing, <laughs> smarter than anything you said tonight, Arnie. I totally agree. I love it. We got to thank the crew. They didn't do much, but uh, thanks to Alex Teicher. Um, I don't know if he's even still up. Uh, Robert Guerrero, if he's still there, thank you. Or wake him up from his nap. So, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure he's just napping out there. Um, thanks to Tom Looney on his 61st birthday. He doesn't want to admit it, but am we I on? Pretty... Oh, God, we gave you a happy birthday for crying out loud. And uh, thanks to you, Aaron Torres, for uh, hanging out with me three of the last four days. Brian O next, right here on Fox Sports Radio. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.